Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Juliet's bestest raises ever. Now start from just $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, that's right. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday, the 25th of March, and the team is on the show. We've got Kempi. He's back in here. We've got Louie Herman right up in the studio. And, well, you got Dagger down here and little Hawker. Coming up on the show, we've got a jam-packed one for our fighter. We're going to finish it with a bang. Tonight is the night. The Warriors take on the Tigers with both sides sitting on the donut. Blake Ashford has worn both jerseys and he'll come on the show to give us a little insight and lead into what he thinks will unfold tonight as the Wowos take on the Tigers. Looking forward to a chat with Blake. And then after that, we're going to Waikato start racing preview. We'll catch up with Kozi Asano, who would have no doubt made a few of you listeners very happy or very, very sad. I remember that time down here last year, Christchurch, him and Tony Pike, five in a row at Rickerton. He was on a heater, was Cozzy. So looking forward to having a chat to him. And then just after eight, we start our eight o'clock hour, we chat to Dan Carter. He's announced he would be doing a kicking marathon. He's kicking goals at Eden Park for 24 hours to raise funds for the WASH program. That is clean water, sanitization and hygiene. And uh, you've got to understand that over in the Pacific, that is the leading cause of death for under five-year-olds um, with um, sanitization, dirty water. So he is helping raise money with the help of UNICEF and the Chemist Warehouse. So he's going to come on just after 8 o'clock to have a chat about that. And then no doubt we'll fire into some rugby questions because it's a big day for one of our Crusaders brothers who I know he's uh, got a lot of time for, David Harvilli. And also we'll chat about... The All Blacks heading into the World Cup. France, he spent about four years over in France, and no doubt he'll have a, bit, a great understanding of why they are playing so well. He would have played those younger stars of today and uh, seen what was coming 
for France in the future. So we're looking forward to having a chat to DC. And then to finish off the show, we want to have a Friday tipple, which is the week, because it's been a great week. It's been everything involved with this week. It's been all happening. We've been up and about having lots of fun. We've had some great guests, and we've had your involvement on the text machine and the call lines, and we want that again today. If you can, text us, double eight double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine anytime throughout the morning. If you've got any questions, any statements, if you agree or disagree, make sure you flick us a text. Or even better, give us a call on the Kenatire phone line, 0800-150-811-LASH-GOAL. Friday, oh, I love a Friday. I'm about to embark on my big weekend of super rugby. Uh, ripping into tonight's game, then heading over to the Chiefs uh, Crusaders game on Saturday. Anyway, that's enough from me. I'm going to go to the studio up in Auckland. Morena, Aroha, Joe and Kez. And Louis Herman Watt and Uncle Tony Matua Kemp. How are you, Kempe? You there, brother? Oh, to Monaho Bay, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Man, I just thought, um, having to think about it, lying in bed about getting in there, and Kez walks into the Kez walks into the studio with a coffee. Like first time ever, mate. I've been there for three weeks. He walks in with a coffee, and I'm thinking, <laughs> man, that's beautiful. You know, like McCafe coffee first thing in the morning comes in, and then. On Tuesday, walking there in the in that room, mate, as we said, was so hot. You know, and we were getting these these ads coming on saying ventilation. Let's have some ventilation in here. And mate, I get home, do my Wednesday, my Tuesday rat test, and lo and behold, the old two lines come up. Hey, eh? oh, the old CIA oh. Joe is in there. The rat, the rat <laughs> got me. He got me, mate. I've been laid, I'll be laid up in bed for just a couple of days, but I'm back. I'm back, mate, with a vengeance. You're back. You're back, man. And yesterday, you could have had a sleeping. You could have had a sleeping. But no, you're up and about, listening to the entire show, texting the text machine. I've still got a text up on the middle of the screen here. Kempy asked great questions. That's from Tony Kemp. So you're <laughs> up, mate. You're listening to the show. Mate, are you well, feeling all good, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, look, not, you're not having any sickness or you're not getting too oh, sick? Oh, look, I've got a little bit of a cough. Um, just yep. it feels like it feels like I've got the flu, to be honest, uh, a mild case of the flu. But um, the most annoying thing is this cough that I've had for – well, I've actually had it for a little while. I've got a bit of asthma anyway. So, um, no, mate, I'm, I'm actually not feeling too bad. I, like I said, it feels like I've got a bit of a mm. bit of a head cold, a bit of a flu, and I feel a lot better this morning than I did yesterday. So um, hopefully I'm coming out of it. But I, hey, yeah, Wizzy, nice, I do want to say I did enjoy the show. You said I just wanted to to actually put my shoes in the punter's shoes, mate, and listen to the show and see how good it sounded. It was really good. I, I loved the interviews yesterday. I thought I thought the interview with the um, with the Irish um, journalists around the boxing and him talking about your rugby career, um, absolutely <laughs> fantastic, mate. That was gold. Yeah, cheers, brother. No, we had a good day. We had a good day, but we, we got you back, mate, and it's going to be an even better and an enjoyable day and. Uh, well, we're up into it. We've got a good show today, and we're going to go see if Louie's all up and about. Louie Herman, what? Are you there, mate? You good? Nah, he's gone. He's out. So it's just me and you, Kempe. We're away. Dude. We're just firing away. <laughs> mate, there's, a, there's something going on in that studio, I'm telling you. Got, got yeah. Joe running around in his little... What's oh, that? Is that a 49er yeah. shirt he's got on today? <laughs> well, <laughs> it started. It started with the, the, the start of the music and the tease into it, and then everything started cutting down. I was like, oh, okay, am I on here? Okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. So it's just me and you, Kempe. We'll just carry the show. We'll carry the ship for the for the rest of the day. But, no, nah, mate, it was a really enjoyable 
Uh, um, day yesterday, I really th- uh, thoroughly enjoyed the show, and then ripped into a big day. We got a house getting um, spider ban, so you got, got heaps of spiders out here. Like they all bloody grow their nests, and and there's, there's spider webs around the house. So we had a guy come in and do the spiders, uh, get rid of the spiders, eradication around the house, and uh, so we had to get out of the house for the day. So we went out and. Uh, we took the kids to swimming. Um, what else we do? We went out and took them to a little playground and had some lunch. And then we went and caught up with some friends and and just mucked around with with some mates. So it was it was a busy day outside of the house, but um, an enjoyable day with the kids. They always have Thursdays off, so that that is our family day of the week. Because on the weekends, I'm I'm out, I'm gone. I'm heading to Auckland today, and then and then Hamilton Saturday, back Sunday. Auckland again Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, back Wednesday, probably back to Auckland Friday. So I'm away a lot. So Thursdays are the Fano day. So I really enjoyed it, mate. Um, you would have just been locked up, eh? Locked up at home. Any punts? Yeah, mate. Have a punt yesterday? Nah. Oh, look, I had a look. I had a look, but um, oh, look, I'm enjoying it. You know, my wife's a wife's a doctor, so I'm getting you know all the all the best service <laughs> here at home. I'm supplements thrown into me, and you know, you know no, a, a kai being brought up to me while I'm lying down doing some work on my computer. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been um, it's been a good couple of days actually sitting at home, um, just mm. having a look around and getting back on the on the sport train. You know, just following through what's actually going on in the world in the in the sporting world. Mate, just just even I don't know if you saw the game last night, but the Sharkies um, and the way they dismantled um, St George last night. You know, Nick, Nico Hines and um, Dale Furnikin. I, I just think. You know, those two signings for them, there was so much of Melbourne in that game last night, the way they were sweeping around the back and just moving it through the hands to the outside players and getting that overlap. Mm. Um, mm. And I just, I was watching it and and I just thought, you know, these guys with Craig Fitzgibbon, they're a dead set chance this year. Um, the way that, the way that they, if they can keep those two players on the, on the field, the players that they have around them, um, even a Matt Moylan, you know, who's playing quite well for this time of the year, um, they've got to be a chance, you'd think, the way that they've played the last couple mm. of weeks. So, um, yeah, mate, lots of lots of this is from from the NRL. This is the round so far. Like it's all local derbies, big games on. You know, South play um, South play Sydney City. Uh, you got the Knights. Uh, you got the Warriors and West Tigers coming off the bottom. You know, you've got so many good games playing this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. Especially it kicks off tonight, as we know, with the Tigers and the and the Warriors and. Mate, there's some there's some acid on the coaches, you know, all week out of Sydney. Um, Madge McGuire yeah. especially has been copping it. I've just read Ben Ben Elias's um, article out of Sydney how how Madge had said he's going to get the old boys in and got, took them out to lunch, and they're legends, mate. You know, like taking Paul, Paul Surinan, Blocker Roach, Benny Elias, um, all out and Wayne and Wayne Pierce. I think all out to lunch, and mate, mm-hmm. I played against those blokes. It wouldn't have been four bigger names in the game back then and said, I want to get you guys involved in the club. And Ben Lai said that was the last they heard of him. So, But he's under a, 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 a ton of pressure um, tonight if they don't get, get the win. And one of the things in his favour is that they're playing at a Campbelltown, which is, you know, in the West, um, one of the biggest catchment areas of, of rugby league. So if they, if they needed some motivation, it would be to run out tonight in, in Campbelltown. So it's not going to be an easy one for the Warriors, but, you know, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing whether or not they can get those two points. Yeah, nice, mate, nice. At 36-12, Dragons obviously gave the, the Warriors a, a bit of a hide, and then they get smashed by the Sharks. That just shows how good the Sharks are. Probably the match of the round. Tight, uh, Panthers-Knights, mate. Panthers take on the Knights tomorrow night, tomorrow yeah, evening. 
Do you, and the Pan- and Panthers got a couple w- out. W- yeah. Panthers got, got a couple out. out. I've just seen their squad. Like they've only got three from the from the man, uh, from the grand final, three or four from the final. So Knights will be licking their lips at this opportunity they've got ahead of them. Because at the start of the season, we spoke to Matty, uh, Matty Johns, mate. He wasn't really, you know, everyone picking the Knights as wooden spooners. And now they've come out there two from two. So they're playing some nice football uh, to, to surprise a lot of, lot of the folk out there. Yeah, and, and you're dead right. And I, I guess that tonight it would really be, and Joey would be saying that this to them too as he's an assistant coach up there, is that if they can benchmark this game against Penrith and they can get the win, then you watch Newcastle grow another leg. You know, um, when they played well last week um, and there was no Ponga in the team. And the, the whole thing around their attack is that they're just having a decent dig. So if they can go up against last year's premiers and get two points tonight, Mate, I, I can see Newcastle sort of, you know, these are these teams that when we talked about where they were going to finish during the year, they'd be in around that eight. If, if the Knights win tonight after what Cronulla did last night, geez, you, you have to think, like, it's now the fifth, the sixth spot that those two are looking at, you know what I mean? And, and again, around injuries, around what goes on during the season. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. Look, I'm really liking the competition. I think it's evened out. Even in these first three rounds, um, rounds a hell of a lot. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. I'm looking forward to uh, ripping in and, and watching some league over the weekend, mate. Obviously, big news yesterday. We've got to talk about it. We put it on our WhatsApp group. Ewan Aiken. Ewan Aiken breaking his contract to come back, uh, to stay in Australia. And, and that has been that has been the thing. That has been the question mark. Because the Warriors have been based in Australia, it has, it has been probably a little bit more enticing to sign these Australian league players, the, you know, some, some players that have got a lot of quality about them. But now that they've announced that the Warriors are going to come home, you and Aitken has started the effect of the downfall. Do you feel like we're going to lose more because the Warriors are going to be based in New Zealand? That is going to be less enticing for these uh, Australian players to come back? Yeah, look, as I, I think what it does, it... It basically um, confirms the the problem that the Warriors have always had, and that's getting players to to come to New Zealand. You know what I mean? So, mm. in the in the past, when we've signed like key players, we've we've signed them, you know, at the back end of their careers. You look at you look at Campo, you look at Brett Tate, for instance. You look at Stephen Price, Ruben Wiki. We didn't get them in their prime. We got them at the back end of the of their careers, and we paid overs yeah. for them. Um, mm. So, you know, people, was, people would say back then, you know, it's really hard to get marquee players to come to New Zealand. What this, what this does with you and Aiken um, saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in Aussie, can you let me out of my contract? It basically confirms that problem that the Warriors have. So, mm. you know, it's about what you do from here. If I, if, I was, if I was Mark Robinson, I would seriously consider basing myself in Australia. You know, we were talking mm. about identity. Um, yeah. I think I think when you're talking identity, you really need to to knuckle down and and work on what that identity is. And if it's to be an NRL team it's, and you can't get the best players to come to New Zealand, maybe your identity needs to be built in New Zealand around our New Zealand support that's over there. Because if we're playing a lot of teams, you know, for instance, the Gold Coast, the Brisbane Broncos, um, out west, you know, when we're playing Parramatta, West Tigers, um, Cronulla. Mm. Generally, the, the the stadiums are full more with Kiwis than they are with Australians, so we have just as much support over there um, that can that can help us build that identity. But the U and Aiken um, situation that came out yesterday, we knew it was coming. You know, we'd been talking about it for weeks that 
the players, once they, they know they can come home, are going to start to ask if, if, if they can be released from their contract. So it got, it got announced the day before that they were coming home. And then the day after, yep. we get it in the paper that Euron, um, Euron Aikens has, has been, um, been released. Now, you know, you just hope that you don't get a heap of those other Aussie boys that are playing in there saying, look, I don't actually want to come to New Zealand and play. I'm, 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 I'm playing for you because you're based in Australia. So it's a, um, it's a bit of a... I guess a, a, a bit of quicksand for Mark Robinson and his club to deal um, deal with because you, if you can't draw marquee players out of the Australian competition, under the current um, landscape that the Warriors work under with a lack of identity, mate, we're gonna we're gonna be struggling for a long time. So my question to you, Kempi, is: Have we got enough homegrown talent in New Zealand to to fill those stocks and and maintain our identity in New Zealand? Because for me, the Warriors, they are, uh, they are, they are Auckland. They are a Pacific part of our team. Um, so, my question is: the reason why we're going off offshore to get these players is because we don't have the depth in New Zealand. When you look at our Super Rugby teams, we've got depth throughout our all five teams and depth through the entire sides, and so that just showcases New Zealand rugby has got a lot of depth here. So, the Warriors, we've got one team, and still we're lacking our ability to be able to fill it with homegrown talent. Is that, am I on the right line here? So we just don't have the depth here to be able to compete in the NRL? No, you're, you're not on the right line, is he? You, you sort of answered your own question there when you said in the Super 15 that you've got the talent that can come through and play um, at that top level and represent the All Blacks. I think when you're talking oval ball sport, you've got enough talent through this country, especially to fill a Warriors team. What, what they haven't got is they haven't built local talent. They haven't built pathways of their juniors. They, What they need to do is go out and identify their best juniors. You know, they, I, I, I don't know how many Why times don't they do that? that? Why are they yeah, doing well, that? Well, they did well, do that. If you look back in 2002, they, you know, we had we had Sonny Bill, Manu, Jerome Ropati, um, Thomas Luluwa, Ipilama Luaki, Simon Mannering, Ben Matalino, Russell Packer, blah, 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 blah. It was, it was grabbing the juniors, grabbing them the best that you got, keeping them at the side and building a development model. And if you look at what Full Gould's done at Penrith, what he's done at Penrith is he's identified the best juniors. He's put in an academy out, out at Penrith. He's put all the best coaches around them and together they've all grown. And that's what New Zealand can do. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm saying they can do it. And if they can do that, then what you do is you, you build this identity about keeping your best kids in New Zealand and then bringing them through and just filling the spots with players that you need as opposed to the model that they got, which is the other way around. Let's try and fill those marquee spots and see if we've got enough kids in New Zealand to support it. And that model, mate, is is not working. It hasn't worked for the last oh, 15 years. Um, and I think, I think you know, Robbo needs to take a real good look at it and say... You know, for the next seven to ten years, and and again, I've said it like, get a decent coach. You know, um, bring him in. Let it, like what Phil do. Let him develop a, an academy with all of our best juniors, all of our best coaches in New Zealand, and grow that team. And and you answer the question yourself. We have the talent that fills these Super Fifteen sides, those Super Twelve sides. So those kids, but a lot of them come out of rugby league too. Is he? That's that's the point I'd like to make. And if they had an opportunity to stay here in New Zealand and represent the Warriors, they would do that. What they don't have is a development um, because of our national body and our local competitions that keeps them in the country. And someone has to bite the bullet and do that for the Warriors.
Yeah, well, that, uh, that, that is the question there, Kempe, that someone in the Warriors or New Zealand Rugby League needs to take a good hard look at themselves and start, uh, you know, giving these kids a pathway so they don't have to bugger off and don't have to come and stay, play union because they haven't been given the opportunities that league hasn't been able to provide them. It is the question, and there is depth in New Zealand. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of talent here, but because they're not getting identified and not given those pathways, they are taking off and leaving our shores. Anyway, we're going to go for a wee little break, and we'll be back very, very shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're 20 minutes past six here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up, we're going to have a chat to Louis Herman Watt very, very shortly. He's going to give us a love racing update. And then after seven o'clock, we are going to chat to Blake Ashford because our uncle's up and about about the league. He's back. He's already seen an eagle fly an emoji thinking that league is back. Bring it, He's back, passionate bring it back. and great little passionate conversation we had earlier about league and the Warriors in their situation. Maybe they should stay in Australia, Uncle Rickers. What do you think about that? Double eight, double three. Their identity may be better suited in Australia. Whew, it'll get people flying. And then we've got Waikato Stud Racing Preview coming up. But anyway, it's a big weekend of sport here, uh, Uncle. We've got our, one of our own, Kai Carter France, in the UFC game taking on Asphalt over in the UFC uh, fight night. So looking forward to watching that, mate. If you don't, what do you watch a bit of UFC, Young? Oh, all the time. Yeah, man. Don't blink. You love it? Don't blink, Kai. Um, Kai, man, it's like... That little fella, I, I love him because he He's comes so out with, good, his, eh? with his tikanga Māori stuff and does the haka and the pukana, uh, pukana and really, really scares people, mate. So, um, backs up what he's got what he's got too, you know, like he's he's really, mm. really quick. And um, this fight that he's got this weekend, mate, this could be it for him. You know, he wins this, mm. he wins this fight. Mate, he gets a shot, he gets a shot at the title and there's nothing better, I think, at the moment. Um, especially what Israel's done too, you know, in, in and around that UFC for Kiwis, um, to give our kids another look at another avenue and another pathway into a sporting career, you know. And Kai yep. kind of fronts like man, that 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 guy for such a such a tiny guy, just he's lethal, absolutely lethal. Mm. Yeah, he's very very. He's at twenty three fights. He's only twenty eight. He's at twenty three fights. He's fighting Askar Askarov, and he's fourteen and zero, so he's undefeated. Um, he said one draw. So this is the fight. You're right. This is the fight. If he gets a, if he gets this job done, and I'll follow him on Insta, mate. The things he puts his body through, eh? Like he's, he's an absolute lean machine. He's a little nugget. He can move. He's so quick on his feet. And if you watched his last fight when he knocked out, knocked out Colby Golf Golfbrade, I think his name was. Uh, he was very very talented too. Absolutely dominated him, and he put the put the vision on on notice. But yeah. He's going to have his work cut out against this guy. This guy's probably the leading contender at the moment in the flyweight division. Gets his job done, mate. He gets a shot, a uh, title shot. Um, it's awesome to see Kiwis like you spoke about Israel Adol Sanya. We still got Shane Young here. Dan Hook obviously lost on the weekend, but Shane yeah. Young hopefully will be coming out and fighting soon. Um, City kickboxing, mate. Are you a fan? You, you love what they're about? Yeah, I do. I look. Uh, yeah, I'm a. I'm a keen. Um, I'm a keen fight fan. I think UFC especially has brought out a different mm. um, way that, you know, when I grew up, we we watched the likes of Sugar Ray Leonard 
you know, um, Tommy Hearns, Marvellous Marvel and Hagler, you know, Ali. I remember my old man used to always get us down sitting in front of the TV watching Ali. And then Tyson came on, knocked Burbick out in, the, in, that, in that first two rounds, you know what I mean? Made it look silly as a 19-year-old. Um, and then we went on that wonderful heavyweight uh, run through through our teens and 20s. And then, you know, when this UFC stuff started coming around, it was like, man, not like now now they're really fighting, you know what I mean? Like, everything goes. Mm. Um, so, you know, city boxing and what they've done in New Zealand, I think, a lot, I think, you know, we're a warrior nation and, and when you've when you've got an avenue like that to, to release some, I guess, some anger and some, some um, testosterone, especially in that um, game, you know, we there's so many Kiwis that can step up to the plate. So I think at the moment it's still embryonic as far as New Zealand goes with the UFC. I think the best from New Zealand is yet to come. I think I think our people, are, especially around what City Boxing are doing, are going, man, where, where do we go and how do we get into it around the country to make sure that we can actually go and compete on the on the top line? And, um, you know, if you there's a... Jenna Fabian, do you, do you have you followed Jenna Fabian? Like, there's a, she was an ath, she was a, a really good athlete, and she's out, um, you know, putting her, putting her wares out in the UFC at the moment too, in the women's division. And like, she's you know, I, I think when you're talking athletes and that transfer from one sport to the other, um, we might see, mate, we might see some footballers, some league players um, mm. later on in life go, well, man, instead of going down this down this rugby league or rugby union. Um, pathway. I'm going to go down to city boxing and see if I can make, make my millions in, in UFC. So, no exciting times, mate. I hope I hope Kai's ready. I, look, I, I love him. I, I can't wait for him to walk out the way, and it's always entertaining. Um, but I can't wait to see him fight. Don't blink. You know that's his nickname. So, nice. don't blink. It could be all over in a second. Yeah, for sure. We've got a nice little text message here for you, Uncle. We'll read that very, very shortly. We're going to shoot off. Here's Aroha with the news. Fuck you, Boda. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SNZ 25 away from 7. Morning to you on the 25th of March. Fry, yay. How good is it? Izzy, Kempi, and me, Louie here. Boys, love the ramble this morning. Making so much sense. It's uh, good, to, yeah. good good, to be here. Had a sleep in this morning. Um, love racing, <laughs> Tony <laughs> Is your home for everything thoroughbred racing? News, reviews, previews, the lot. And today, we're at Hawara. Kempi, got any war stories from Hawara? Oh, yeah, mate. I went down there when I was 12 years old, back in my day, and um, <laughs> I thought I, I thought I went all right. And and we're playing this Howard uh, uh, Primary School. You know, we came down from Waitara. We were like the boys, and mate, this guy run out, and he had, he like Brian Williams. I used to follow Brian Williams, so Brian Williams would have just been or finished in the All Blacks by then. And man, this kid ran out, and I thought he was Brian Williams. Seriously. I'd never seen a 12-year-old with tree stumps like that. He had on it, they would have been, I couldn't, I couldn't have put my arms around it. They were that big. And this kid just carved us up. Um, I thought he was, I thought he was going to be the next, the next All Black. I've never, never seen him since. I think, he, I think, you know, and they do that down in Hawara. They like to roll out like 18-year-old kids against 12-year-olds. So, 
there's probably 18. That's what happens down South Taranaki. Perfect. Knew you'd have a story there, mate. I, I kind of meant the racetrack, but um, <laughs> that's that's great. Tree trunks as a 12-year-old. Hey, well, they're racing there anyway today. They reckon that yesterday it was a dead six, but the bully on the ground from uh, from Taranaki is that it has been wet. So I suspect it's going to be worse than a soft today. Well, the the kind of heavy part of a soft anyway, um, which means that our wee filly... If I get paid, I don't know what Jamie Richards is going to do here because I can't imagine she's going to love a heavy track. It is only race three, but the issue is we've got these high weight uh, gallopers going around in the first two races of the day, so they'll chop it up nice and proper. And then we'll see. We'll see how many scratchings come out of this two-year-old race. There's a lot of first starters as well, and you don't necessarily want to be starting a, a first starter, a debutante racehorse on a deep track. So just depending on what the weather's doing. If anybody is in Harwater, double eight double three. Let me know. Give me a Jim Hickey-esque weather report. Other than that today, boys, Kozi Asano's coming up the next day. He's got some nice rides, but I reckon the jockey to follow at Harwater today, shock, is Michael McNabb. Nabba has got some fantastic rides uh, for Marshy and for Tiako. Rip Van Gogh, as Izzy pointed out yesterday, uh, is a real nice chance. And throughout the card, McNabb finds himself on some really nice gallopers. Pure imagination for Tiako as well. Uh, he's on Academy Award, the first starter for Marshy in race three. In Serio for Marshy in race four. And they're all about $3, $4.250 in the market like that. So Nabba... I think if you back him, you might just have a fill up today. That would be my hunch, is he? Yes, mate. I've had a. I've been having a little look. So I see if I get paid nine bucks, nine bucks on the on the fixed odds, two dollars seventy. So you you think he may be potentially not a heavy track kind of runner? So that'll be a, a little maybe cross through there. It's, you never know. You never know. Well, if yeah. he does get a chance. It's in the. You never know, mate. You never know, but how's this? This is this shows the sort of spirited ownership that's involved with this filly. Opens at twelve dollars. Yep. Probably not going to get the track. It suits. Uh, hasn't really shown too much at the track just yet. Into nine dollars in like an hour. Lads <laughs> <laughs> are on. Yes, mate. <laughs> hey, well, look, I've, got, I've got one. Day. I've got one. I, I texted you yesterday, but look, I've been following this horse, and I think it's running some good races, and hasn't really come out the back end of it. Um, but there's a reason that Jamie's taken it down there, and you've got Cozzy on the um, on the show today. We need to ask him about his sophisticado mate running in uh, race seven down at Harwood. Mate, talking about the track. If it's soft, it's heavy. Um, so yeah, I think I think that that might be worth a little bit of a look um, myself today. I'm going to have a, have a little bit of a look and see whether or not I think it can get it get it get up actually. Yeah. The only thing against it really can be, and at four dollars fifty, it's definitely and a dollar sixty five, it's definitely worth an each way ticket at the very least. The only thing against it, I think, is pure imagination. The stablemate, one last start, it won well. It's coming up a grade. It, it's and Jamie's booked McNabb for it, so you would suspect that he would have booked McNabb for the one that was working better and had a better chance here. No offence to Cozzy and where he's on the show and Cozzy's going to give it every chance. It's more of an indication on how the stable think that it's going. And less sophisticado had a prior that commitment to Cozzy. Um, <laughs> 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 
yeah. Anyway, um, that, that would just be that, that would that, that would just be something I'd be wary about there. But yeah, definitely, I think they are the two in race seven. Anyway, and this weekend, anyone got any tips they want to lob out for this weekend? Uh, there's some nice racing at um, Tauranga and Rickerton and across the ditch. And tonight at Mooney Valley, there's the William Reed Stakes, the Group One. So there's so many good races. There you go. Here's a weather update for you, Louie. Weather meant to be clearing in Harwood. It's been windy and wet overnight. Still windy and overcast. Can't see any stars from Cowshed. Fingers crossed as have Farmers Cup golf day today. That is from Paul in Harwood. So there you go. There's a wee little Jim Hickey, Paulie Hickey update for you, Louie. Whom what? Unreal, Paul. That's great, mate. Ask and you shall receive, eh? The man. Appreciate that. Hey, boys, we need to get off because um, this new Quizzy Dag intro, it goes for about four minutes, so we need time to play it. (laughs) 19 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Quizzy Dag. Hey, it's a hard quiz. This is not a gimme, so we need lots of your line-up. 0800-150-811. Stirrest Razors Ever. Now start from just $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. This is how you do it, Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it, Quizzy that come play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzy that come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll put some it's, my pants on. It's a good energy. Yeah, it's a good little energy, Colin, it's isn't it? Tune, it's a good tune. <laughs> yeah, good work, good work. Anyway, we'll rough into it. We've got Marky on the line. You're up first. Open up the bat, Mark. Morning. Morning, lads. How are you? Mark. Yeah, we're very good. Very good, Marky. We're going to rip straight into it, brother. Who is Kai Cutter France taking on at this Sunday's UFC fight night? Uh, geez, that's a really good question. Right. I haven't been following it too much. Esca uh, Esca was the last one. Um, don't know, man. No, I'm out. <laughs> well, you did. <laughs> he didn't want to find a friend. Ah. Cut it out. <laughs> You know why they don't want to phone a friend, Louie? Because you did it yesterday. They don't, they got no faith in phone a friend. Anymore. I was so much better than you as well. You were man, terrible. I, I ran out of clinic. Say, mate. Richie, say, you were terrible. Richie from Upper Hut. Morning, Rich. Morning, Izzy. <laughs> morning, morning. Who is Kai Cutter France taking on this Sunday's UFC fight night? Hey, well, to keep um, Uncle happy, I'm going to phone a friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kai Cutter can do it. Rock the Ascar. Rock the Ascar. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Terrible, Kimby. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> oh, wait, I Mark, gave him, I gave him Mark half of it. Mark said it when he named it. Mark, if you listen to Mark's quick answer, he actually said it before he said, nah, I'm out. So there you go. Brenton. Morning, Brenton. What's up, brother? What's up, Brenton? Who is Kai Carter France taking on at this Sunday's UFC fight night? 
Here we go. Question number two. How many tour level singles titles did Ash Barty win in her career? Five. Oh, yeah. Can we phone a friend on that one, Kippy, or is it all right? <laughs> yeah, Izzy's favourite yeah, number. Yeah, nah. Izzy's favourite number, mate. Used to love wearing it. <laughs> Don't say 14. <laughs> 15. Yeah, brother. 15. Good man. <laughs> Good work, Brendan. You were like... Good work, Adam. Where you go? Oh, full back. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ooh, love That's it. That's what you yeah, boy. Here we go. Here we go, brother. Question number three. Which city has been speculated as the new Formula One venue this week? How good would this be? Uh, I'll pass on that one, bro. Unless I can do another phone. No, break. no. Just have a guess. <laughs> just have it. Think about have a party. A just have, have a, guess. a guess. Biggest party in the States. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Vegas. <laughs> That's another clue for you. Oh, Uncle. I know. Uncle, Uncle. That's good. I just need to keep, <laughs> keep thinking away, yeah? Here we go. Who did TJ Perinara score a pat hat trick against on a Super Rugby debut? Um, I'll oh. go Australia. Oh. Super Rugby <laughs> debut. Australia. Mm. No. Sorry, bud. Sorry, Brenton. We're going to go to Brett and Huntley. Morning, Brett. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, brother. What in up, brother? Yeah, yep. Let's catch up, eh? Hey, Bone, yeah, did yeah. you pass you just... T-Bone at the, at the pie shop this morning? Uh, uh, Izzy can pay his toll to T-Bone on his <laughs> way from Auckland to Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> nice little McCafe delivered on the sidelines of... Uh, Hamilton Stadium there, brother. Looking forward to that one. Anyway, quickly, number four. Who did TJ Pedernada score a hat-trick against on a Super Rugby debut? Which team? I don't know. It uh, wouldn't be the Chiefs. Uh, I'll say the Stormers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not the Stormers. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Have a good day, Brett. See you tomorrow, brother. We're going to go to Tim. Morning, morning, Tim. How we doing? Yeah, doing very well. Who did TJ Perinara score a hat trick against on a Super Rugby debut? That would be the Western Force. It was the Western Force. Question number five. How many times has Murray Baker won the G2 Tullock Stakes? Oh. Uh, can I phone a friend? Yeah. Look at Kiz. Look at Kiz. Well... You hide this behind a beehive. What's that? You hide <laughs> it behind a beehive. Um. Sorry, sorry. What's How question? Is he? How many times, times is Mara? I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with the stalling. I'll say three. Okay. I'll say three. I, don't, I have no idea. Three. Nah, it's not three. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> We're going to get a Simon. Simon in Auckland. Take it away, brother. How many times has Murray Baker won the G2 Tullock Stakes? Is it four? <laughs> Ooh. Not behind not a door. Four. 
Sorry, mate. We're going to go to Zaid. Morning, Zaid. Good morning. He said behind the beehive, didn't he? Is it five? Yeah, you got it, Zaid. You got it, brother. <laughs> you, got it, Zaid. you got it, mate. Doesn't matter when you're coming to this quiz, Zadie. You get the job done. Well done, mate. What's that, your 100th time? Thanks. Um, excuse me, Izzy. It's um, all whites, 3-1 half time. Is it? Thank you. Thank you for that update, mate. Appreciate that. Zadie, have a good day, brother. There you go. 3 1 off. All whites. Half time. Louis Herman. What? How good? Yeah, I'd see. Zade does. Not much gets past him. It is half time. I was just waiting to the quiz to end it to update that. They had a penalty. Um, they're playing some superb football. They've got a pretty strong side today. And yeah, look, they should be dispatching New Caledonia. I expect them to kind of chalk, chalk five or so up. It is six and a bit away from seven o'clock. Blake Ashford talking all things rugby league after seven Warriors and Tigers veteran, wasn't he? Good bloke. Good bloke. Uh, loves a punt. We'll talk to him about all things league. Back to wrap the hour up after this. Coming up to the 7am news and uh, look, some sad news actually this morning uh, to report. We're remembering the life of Kenny McFadden, a New Zealand basketball icon, one of the greatest players to lace him up on the side of the world. And more than that, a mentor... Uh, a leader in the basketball community and someone who affected probably more young people's lives than anyone in basketball in New Zealand and, and you know, across sport in general, uh, close with relationship with Stephen Adams, uh, just endless young people and people's lives made better by Kenny McFadden, passed away after a battle of, a health battle for a number of days now and um, that's just coming through a little bit shaken to be honest because Izzy, he impacted so many people's lives for the better so rest in peace Kenny McFadden, you legend. Yeah, rest in peace, Kenny. Um, yeah, look, mate, it's um, it's sad news to start the morning. Um, you can only think of his family and his friends, and particularly Stephen Adams. I know the relationship that they forged over the years and his impact on Stephen to be able to give him the belief and the ability to go over to the NBA and not only just go over to America, but actually forge an unreal career in the biggest game and the biggest um, competition going around globally. So, Yep, look, our thoughts go out to Kenny McFadden and all his extended family right now in this tough time. Stay safe, Fano. We're craving him at Cafe about now. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Test at home and have results in just 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ Friday, the 25th of March. We've got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman-Watt in the house. Uh, Baz McCullum, he's over at the IPL. He's preparing for his match tomorrow. Tomorrow they take on the Chennai Super Kings in a replay of that final heartbreak final for our Baz McCullum against Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings. So we'll keep you up to date with that and hopefully we'll get a little uh, catch up with our skipper Baz McCullum as well over the next couple of weeks. Coming up, anyway, we're going to talk to Kozi Asano very, very shortly for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview. And then remember, just after 8 o'clock, we're going to chat to DC, Dan Carter, as he's about to start his 24-hour marathon. I'm just going to read this 
quick text here, boys. Morena boys, please give a huge shout out to Aidan Morgan, ex Carlton Grammar and Kings, making a Super Rugby debut at ten for the Canes at Mount Smart. Huge. My son played with him, and I helped coach him as a junior. So, rap for him and his father. That is from Charlie. Well, Charlie, I'm commentating that game, so I'm going to be uh, watching him closely. He's got a good man inside him with TJ Pedernada, who is coming back from two years out of playing for the Hurricanes. He last played on the 8th of August, 2020. So if you need someone around you that's going to direct you and keep you in the right place and, and keep your confidence up, you've got TJ Pedernada uh, doing that for him, mate. So good luck to Aidan Morgan, and cheers for that text. Right now, going to pass it over to Uncle to introduce our next guest. Yeah, good man too. Let's get stuck in our McCafe coffee catch-up busy for Friday and tonight really is a reckoning of sorts for our team, the Warriors. A line in the sand which will tell them and us if this season has any fight in it. That's right, the West Tigers are hapless and have looked insipid, as Vossie said, and they'll be <laughs> desperate for a result also. Blake, he's played more than 100 times for the Tigers, more than 1,000 times for Cronulla, more than a million for the Warriors. You know, he loves a punt, this fella. He loves a laugh. A good dude. Um, and I know that Blake can't lose tonight because he'll have his West Tigers jumper on and he'll have his, West, his Warriors shorts on and he would have loved Cronulla getting up last night. Blake, how you going, brother? Good morning. Good morning, mate. Very early. I'm doing well. How are you too, lads? Yeah, yeah, man. I know you're, you I know you're lying in bed. I know you're lying in bed, mate. I know you're, <laughs> I know you're lying in bed down in Papa Mile looking out at that beautiful surf that you've got, your, your house right down on the beach, all that money you made with the Warriors. Mate, just just take us through it tonight. Who you got? Who you got and why? You, you like the Tigers? You like Who the Warriors? Who got? you got? Uh, I've got the Warriors, but I'm, I'm, very, I'm very worried because as, as both of you know, this is sort of the game. When the team's been smashed in the media all week, you sort of don't want to play them because you know the Tigers are going to be up for something tonight and as we all know, the Warriors, um, you know, we love we love the Warriors, but these are the games they tend to struggle in, the games they're supposed to win. So um, I'm a bit worried, but my money will be with the Warriors tonight. I think they're going to get home in a close one. Who's under Who's under more pressure, Blake? Who Who do you feel like all week we've been talking about both sides and and their ability to over the last couple of weeks just not convert um, huge errors? coaches under so much pressure like for you who's under the most pressure to me it would be the Warriors to be honest I think um, we mm. I, I, most people in the rugby league circles thought the Tigers were going to be wooden spooners so there wasn't really too much pressure coming mm. into the season for them um, whereas the Warriors I know a lot of people including myself had them in the top eight and when you look on paper yeah. side to side the Warriors should win this hands down and they've got the talent on the park to win it um, I think they're under extreme pressure to go out there and starting zero and three. I mean, you know, these are the games that bite you in the in the backside at the end of the year when you're fighting for the eight. Mm. Hey, so I, I said I said they'd go three and zip. I you know I looked at I looked at the draw and thought the Warriors would win the first three. Like you, I, I just looked at that team and thought, you know, they'd strengthened it. Um, all accounts, what Sean was saying, you know how how confident he was coming into the season where have they gone wrong mate where have they gone wrong in the first first couple of games um personally i've been pretty outspoken i thought um you and aiken should have been playing in the centers and have jazz and josh curran both on the field at the same time i thought jazz was mm. working good in the trial matches with uh adam and matt lodge the two front rows sort of ball playing in that role um to be honest they just haven't completed their chances they it's not the 
you know, that the, they've been in both games. Um, and even last week we saw, I think they had three chances to win the game and blew all three. So it's just down to those. It's not like they're not creating the chances. It's just uh, capitalising and finishing them off, I think. Um, Browner came out and had a big statement last week and um, hopefully it fires them up because, I mean, you know, they've just got to complete these uh, opportunities they get and especially Friday night in Campbelltown. It's going to be raining. It's going to be cold. Uh, you just got to win them. They, uh, you know, can be. Tough as it in Campbelltown, mate. You, you, you've played there plenty of times. Hell, I, mate, I used to hate going there. You know, when I was playing there and, and you, you're going down there to, when that was West back in those days. The Tigers weren't part of the um, part of the mix then. But going down to Campbelltown, you're right. It's cold. It's it's you know just very parochial with all your all your supporters down there. How hard will it be for them to get in, into it tonight? The Warriors, knowing that the Tigers' backs are up against the wall. I mean, it, it, they should focus on themselves, so really it shouldn't be hard. But then, you you know, um, that's us looking in. You know, all, every player is different, and they're probably staying in a nice hotel in Sydney, in the, you know, in the city. You've got that hour drive, peak hour traffic in Sydney. It's, it's horrendous now. Um, getting out there, <laughs> and, it, and it has been raining. We saw that last night. So, I mean, you know, it's going to go through their heads. It's cold. they just got to get the job done. I would. I tell you what. I'm glad, like you said. I'm in Papa Moore. You know, I've got my coffee, my little latte here in bed. It's, it's lovely. I'd hate to be doing it. I'll tell you that. Mate, so, you've, you've you've done some work too for the um, for the tab. You know, what do you what do you like this weekend, mate? Our punters listening, they they love to pick up on on some good bet, some good bets, and some good punts. What do you, what do you got, mate? What do you like this weekend in the league or in the in the racing? Um, I haven't had a look. Too, uh, much into the racing yet. I've been having a horrid time as of late. Um, I, I understand some of your horses might have got up, Kempi. Um, no tip on there, but hey, that's usual. Um, the, the, the footy, um, look, I, I, I started bad last night. I thought the Dragons were going to come out. Um, but look, I, I think the Roosters are morals tomorrow. Oh, sorry, tonight. I think they're the rivalry game and $1.59, I think the price is you're getting for them. So I think that's a steal, to be honest. Um, and also like Manly to bounce back in a big way, probably 13 plus against the Bulldogs. Tommy Turbo to really put, um, you know, put that uh, last season form into play this week. Nice, bro. Nice. We love where we tip here on uh, on the show, mate. We like giving our punters and getting them paid, but they'll they'll pay you out when when it gets it wrong. Trust me, I get paid out every single day when I tip. <laughs> Um, bro, just quickly, we've got Cody Nikarima coming in. He started, he's been on the bench, and now he's coming back into the side. There's been a bit of a um, you know, muddle with our halves at the moment, trying to uh, obviously injury force. For him, Cody Nikarima, what do you want to see him do? How do you want to see him approach this game and and the direction he needs to show to, to put the Warriors in great stead? Look, to me, I, I love when he runs the ball, and he's got that sort of mm. talent where he can make a a four-on-four, a four-on-three in a split second and really help his outside backs. And those young kids need his guidance that are out there. Um, Look, I expected a lot more from him in that first game. I thought him and Shawnee would have worked well together. Um, But obviously, we didn't see enough from him. Um, For me, the thing's going to see... It's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back because, you know, uh, it was pretty harsh being dealt after one game you know, it doesn't show much confidence in a player when after one game you're put straight out of the team, especially as a halfback. 
Um, so I want to see him bounce back. I want to see him run the ball and create those opportunities for his outside men because we all know Cody can do it. He's done it before. It's just that consistency that we want to see. So I reckon he's going to be up for it, man. I reckon he'll be up for it, and I'm I'm hoping he has a good game for himself and, and for the team. Yeah, we, we all support that, Ace. Nice. We hope that Cody comes out and, and gives the Warriors what we know he can give. Mate, just your take on on where they will be if they don't win tonight. What are you, what are you thinking will happen? Do, you know, I, know, I know in Sydney that Madge is right on the pump reading, reading all, the, all the headlines over there, but where do you think the Warriors are going to be if they go um, zipping three? Look, uh, I, I was much like you. I thought um, the Warriors could have started 5-0 and for the season. So, I mean, they're, they're fortunate. they got these next couple of games they can win. But to be honest, I mean, you know, we as Warriors fans, you look you look back at the end of the year and you see those games like last year, the, the five, four or five games they lost by two points that they should have won. And you miss on miss out in the top eight by two. I think if we go 0-3, it could be another one of those seasons. Um, I mean, you know, there's going to be some good fairy tales throughout the season. They get to come home. We know, you know, you still got Matt Lodge, who's going to improve from last week. It was a bit hot up there for the big fella. Hadn't played in a while. Um, Tohu Harris is going to be back. That's a big plus throughout the year. But mm. I think they just need to steady the ship because if we go 0-3 here, by the time Tohu gets back, um, it could be well and truly over. So I'm just hoping we get this win tonight and start putting some wins together. But like you said, um, either way tonight, I'm a winner. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Hey, you got yeah, no fence sitting, eh, Ace? No fence sitting from you. <laughs> hey, bro, let's talk about that positive moment on July 3rd when, when the Warriors do come home for the first time. Look, it's been it's been tough. There's no there's no hiding that fact. Um, they've been away and, 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 and away from their families, the but they come home on July 3rd, um, made their taste on the West Tigers. So, uh, how's, yeah, how's that? Is that a special moment? Oh, mate, that's going to be huge. Um, I, I'll be driving up for the game, um, hoping to get a ticket. Um, but look, it's, it'll be huge. It'll be sold out the first time league here in three years. Um, I tell you what, it, it's good that they chose the Tigers to come home to, who I don't think will be doing yeah. well at that time of the year. I would have hated to be playing a Penrith or a team like that. But um, <laughs> look, it's, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a big event. Um, they're going to have it sold out, no doubt. Um, it'd be good just to see Mount Smart packed again. I saw some rugby there on the weekend and it... The, you know, the ground's looking in good nick. The stand's looking like it's been done up a bit. So I know um, they're just ready for the Warriors to get home and um, get that packed. Yeah, I'm there tonight. Bro. I'm doing Moana Pacifica v. the Hurricanes, so I'll have a nice look at the stadium that they're going to come home to. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, who has surprised you? Which team has surprised you? Has the night surprised you being uh, 2-0? You know it, Ace. Come on. Yeah, yeah, they have, Kempi. They have. Because I, I was... Uh, in a, my little ladder prediction I had for the tab, I had them coming uh, second last. So, <laughs> look, uh, so that, that probably doesn't give you much good as he, mate. Uh, going into tips tonight. Um, but look, yeah, they, they have exceeded my expectations. I mean, they have only they beat the Tigers last week, which you know wasn't too too hard as we saw the game. But that first round win against the Roosters, so I, I did yeah, geez, they were outstanding, weren't they? So. They've got a tough ass throughout the year, um, but they're halves. Clifford's gone to another level, and and Clunes. I mean, Andrew Johnson's doing work with them, so 
there's no wonder how good those halves are going. But um, even the four packs have been enormous, and some of those young outside backs are just getting better game by game. So, look, it's going and he, he, sorry, and even the sharks as well. I, I didn't think they'd make the eight. I thought it'd take them some time to gel, but mm. it looks like um, those Storm boys have brought a bit of, uh, you know, a taste of the Melbourne Storm to the Sharks. They're tough. They got a bit of footy in them, and um, they're, they're playing some great footy. Beautiful, beautiful. Blake Hashford, love your chat, mate. We appreciate you here on, uh, on the show and bringing your insights and your sitting on the fence ability with the Tigers. Warriors, you're a winner no matter what, <laughs> brother. So who cares? Oh, but uh, thanks yeah, very much, bro. Appreciate it. All good. Thanks, boys. Enjoy the morning. Good chat, Ace. There you go. There was Blake Hashford talking about the Warriors and the Tigers and, uh, well, both sides, backs against the wall. Uh, kind of mentality, um, Warriors under so much more pressure than the Tigers because they are expected to win this, and he spoke about it. When they are expected, they can usually sometimes switch off and just kind of fall by the way, way, wayside. So uh, hey, there we go. That was hey, Izzy, just, a, just yep. a question, just a question to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if it was you sitting there and you you're like your backs against the wall and you're up against mm-hmm. the West Tigers, you know, and Ace. Ace has just put put it to you that you're going to Campbelltown and it's one of the most horrible horrible places to go and travel to, to play an away game. What motivation would you give the Warriors this week? Like, what would you be saying to them um, with what's been coming out? Like, coming home soon, you know, you got you and Aiken wanting to leave the club. What? How would you? How would you try and get them up? What would you? What would you be doing? Uh, what would I be doing? Uh, look, for me, I'd probably, I'd probably play clips of of the days. Of the of the Warriors, I'll probably showcase the Warriors where we've come from, the history that has been forged before us, and, and like what we are putting out there at the moment. We're very individual, individualized. We we don't. I don't think they understand their identity. We spoke about that for quite uh, quite a lot of times on the show. So for me, I'd probably try and connect back to the to the heydays, the earlier days of where the Warriors actually started from. You know that that original logo, our old school jerseys, the old school hats of of the Warriors, the Auckland Warriors it was back then, but it was still the Warriors. The, the logo has never changed. The jersey has changed, but the logo will never change and the roots will never change. And that's kind of what I'll try and go back to is is going back to the start is where it all, all comes from. And um, I feel like at the moment they've kind of lost that, that wayward. I don't know, mate. I've never been in there, but that's from the outside looking in. That's kind of what I'm going to look at. So I'll try yeah, and motivate them like that, mate. Mm. I'll try yeah, it and makes sense. Br- bring it all back. It's a good question. Hey, how would you do it? How would you? Would you be some along the same lines? Oh, I'd sign a hooker. I'd go after Brendan Smith. I'd, I'd, I'd tell <laughs> you what. I'd, I'd call it a year and just go, go to Mark Robinson and say, look, mate, let's go after Trent Robinson, um, and Brent, Brendan Smith. You know, mm. let's, let's fix, but, let's fix the major problem, which is a hooker, but let's fix the long-term problem, which is a coach that can give, give you seven to ten years and set up a development pathway and keep all our juniors and coach all our coaches. And build a build. So a, money a isn't the side. problem, eh? Well, so money isn't the problem. Nah. So it's the it's the it's got to be the underlying factor. Does that entice a, a player to come to the Warriors? As a player like Brandon Smith, is he like, wow, I want to go, you know, I want to go test myself up in New Zealand and play for the Warriors? Or at the moment, is he like, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I don't know if that if that would be beneficial for my career long term. Is that Did- kind of the way that these players are seeing it? Yeah, look, and I, and I don't, see when I read the I read the transcript. I don't know if you've ever seen the the um, 
the podcast from from um, Brandon Smith when he did it when he signed for Sydney City. But I've read the transcript, mate, and basically what it said to me was that Trent Robinson convinced him to come to Sydney City um, mm. for a number of reasons, and it's not it's not money. You know what I mean? Mm. So if you can convince players that you build a team around them and you've got a, a, someone that they believe in that can do that for them, mate, go after the bloke they believe in can do that for them. Absolutely, yeah, Kempe. And I think that is... Um, hey, look, and I, I'll put it like this. The New York Knicks are one of the most famous sports franchises in the world with a rich history. They can't even lure free agents. Mm. So when a, when a team is dysfunctional... And you don't have that proud history. How do you lure them? How do you get them? And mm. I think that you need to be running a cleanest ship as possible. Uh, the All Whites are up three one against New Caledonia at the moment. We're just um, waking up to the news this morning. If you haven't heard of Kenny McFadden, New Zealand basketball legend and identity, has passed away after a long battle with health issues. And we're thinking of him as family. Everyone that's cross paths with Kenny, an absolute icon of New Zealand sport. Back after this, and Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That was Blake Ashford. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. What do you think the Warriors can do? And if you were on that bus stuck in that Sydney traffic, what would you be thinking? What would you be visualising? Double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you on the temper bed post text machine as well. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's Besterest Razors Ever. Now start from just $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, ECNZ, 27 minutes past seven. Uh, here we go. I think they have a mathematical chance of finishing 12th. That's from Pistol Pete. Thank you, Pistol. That is very generous of you. And on 0800 the Kennard's Tire phone line, we've got Bruce in Christchurch. Morena, Bruce, how you doing, man? <coughs> I'm fantastic on a Friday, mate. Um, this is a burning question we've been asking uh, each other every week, every year for a while. But... <laughs> There's three clear things. I'd sit everybody down, redefine why they are there as a team. How, where are we all, who are we all playing for? What are we all playing for? Two, mm. I would ask each other, each game, how can I improve one thing in each game? How can I be the one to make a difference in each game? So that's number two. Number three is, <clears throat> what am I going to do in each game to, to die for the Warriors? What one thing? You should be desperate in each game to make a difference. Mm. It shouldn't just be, I've made the team. Oh, look, I've got 150 grand, whatever. Look at me, sort of thing. It's beyond that. They're supposed to be professional players. And... Until they get to that point, they'll never win anything. They can't blame anyone else. They're there. They're professional players. They should be aspiring to someone better than them and and improving themselves. That's Mm. what you do. Yeah, mate, that's a a really good point. I I guess from what what you're really saying is, like, if you've got to pull that jersey on, then pull it on with a bit of pride, pull it on with a bit of passion and make sure that, you know, you really want to go out there and represent, I guess, not not just what the what the jersey is, but what it actually means to, you know, people like yourself and people like me and and the supporters here in, in New Zealand. And I guess the, the most disappointing thing about that is, and Blake touched on it, they had three opportunities last week to nail the game. and you only And they only needed one of them to nail it. 
So, you know, they, there's an old saying, it's a bit of a cliche, you know, once is, you know, maybe maybe it's not a problem, twice starts to get you worried, but three, you know, geez, there's no coincidence that they continue to make these type of errors. So um, I think you, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I, I, look, everyone's been talking about identity. You're not, it's not an old, um, it's not a new conversation, that one. I think the Warriors have a serious DNA problem. That's, that's, that's my honest belief. I think the Warriors don't really know what they stand for in this country. And now that they're playing in Australia, I think it's, it's probably added to the confusion. Yeah, nah, fair enough, Kempi. And Izzy, you're passionate about this, eh? the DNA side of it, the identity. I mean, what do we say next week? Actually, actually, have a think about that because after this, after Araha's news, I've got, f- I've got a Choices Flooring poll for you. And the Choices Flooring mm. poll today is... Thanks, Bruce. Four headlines. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate your call, man. Um, four headlines that you might see after this Warriors-Tigers game, and I want you to choose the one. But I want, I want you to mm. just start running your brain now, thinking about what happens if we still have this identity question and crisis next week. Love your thoughts, Bruce. Love your thoughts, Kempi. It's half past seven o'clock. Make sure you be like Bruce and give us a call on the Kennards Higher phone line. Here is Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> CNZ 27 and a half away from 8 o'clock. Kozi Asano with our Waikato stud racing preview shortly. Boys, choices flooring pole time. Embrace yourselves. I want you to just start to channel your most honest versions of yourself with a little bit of creativity. Everybody, stay with us here, all right? Double eight, double three to have your choice or go to the ECNZ app. Click on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempi this morning and you will see the options there. Okay, here we go. Choices Flooring, What's Your Lifestyle Catalogue Sale is on now. And I want you to tell me what the most likely headline is post the Warriors-Tigers clash at about 11pm tonight. What is the most likely headline? Here is your options. Walsh Magic pulls rabbit from Tiger's mouth. Madge takes outright favoritism in Hawaiian stakes. Why, <laughs> oh warriors, another W slips through the cracks. Or defiant tigers feast on woeful warriors. Let me give you the four options again. The most likely headline post <laughs> the Warriors Tigers clash tonight, which could go wow. a long way to telling us who might be getting get some. Kimby's got the broom out. He's got the broom out. That's not the broom, mate. That's a toko toko. I'm just asking it to talk to me. Okay. The talking here, stick. Talk here, to me. Here are your options again. Walsh Magic pulls rabbit from Tiger's mouth. Madge takes outright favoritism in Hawaiian stakes. Why are warriors? Another W slips through the cracks. Defiant Tigers feast on woeful warriors. Izzy. <laughs> Thank God oh, you didn't come to me. <laughs> man, oh, look, I want, I want A. I want A. Look, I'm still, I'm still backing them. I'm still backing the Warriors to, to get this job done. But the, the, the more I think about it, the, the more the worst of my nightmares and worst fears just of, the, of the latter three come into play. Um, but I'm going A, mate. I'm going to go A. I, I think Walsh will pull something over his, 
Jexy and because and, and and I hear you because here's the thing if he mm. if he wants to be Billy Slater and he's in the media talking about you know he, yeah. he he wants to be this great player even though he's young he mm. needs to stand up and he really needs to carry this team you statement know? he needs to make a statement so I hear you Walsh Magic mm. pulls rabbit from Tiger's mouth is he that's nice Kimpy yeah. what about you mate he's thousands he's thousands for playing for Queensland this year honestly there's a, there's a number of better fullbacks out there. Um, Currently, but I think I think I still think he's a couple of years away from Queensland. But look, until I until I understood that they were going to Campbelltown, um, I had the Warriors as like you know dead set dollar one shots. But going to Campbelltown, hearing what's coming out of Sydney, I mean, under pressure, like this ain't the, this ain't the New Zealand Herald. You're talking the Telegraph. You're talking the Age. You're talking the Independent. You're talking NRL. You're talking Fox TV. SEN, the guns are out, mate. They, they've been copping, you know, the, the firepower of, of, you know, just everyone around Sydney, around Madge, just not being able to do it, and Brooks not being able to play, never making finals and, and so forth. And then you add the Cameltown um, equation to it. I actually think that the Warriors have got their backs up against the wall. I think the Tigers are going to come out and actually win it. So do you? And, so you, so, Kimpy, are you saying? Are you saying why are Warriors another W slips through the cracks? Or are you saying defiant Tigers feast on woeful Warriors? I think the I think the latter. Oh. Defiant, yeah, <laughs> I think defiant Tigers. I think they, I, you know, and I haven't been good at picking the Warriors this year. So hopefully that one backfires and the Warriors go out there and smack them. <laughs> hey, Louis, can I leave you with something? I'll leave you with a little something because uh, we spoke about the. Um, the logo and Richie comes here, the little logo's changed and the tongue has changed. But the one thing, we lived by a mantra when I was a little same when I was in the team and it was like, the jersey, uh, people change, the jersey changes, but what never changes is that all blackness. You know, that's our colour, that's our identity. There's always that. people coming in. There's always people coming in. There's always different people wearing the jersey. The jersey's always changing. Adidas changed the logo. They changed, put the white collars on there, and, and it's changing thing. But the one thing that defines that team is that all blackness, their identity, and you never ever forget that. And that's and the one the, thing, one question mark with the Warriors that I, you know, that I think and is he? I'm just want to. And their one is, we always change. We have 14 coaches. Mm. <laughs> we have 15 Aussie players. <laughs> we change our home ground every every three years. <laughs> Yes, we are confused. Yeah. <laughs> the Sydney traffic is bad. <laughs> Mate, is there, I love that. I, lo- I love that we, you know, that that all black. Um, like, oh yeah, I got goosebumps when you said that, man. That's like that's what DNA is all about. You know what I mean? You just know mm. you're coming in. You're coming into. I guess that 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 blackness and understanding exactly what that's wrapping, what you what's being wrapped mm. around you, so that you perform. Amazing. Now you're right. You're right, Izzy. And uh, look, hopefully, um, hopefully they've found some of that during the week, and hopefully the coaches or the leadership has been able to whether it's Tohu Harris or whoever's whoever's trying to write the ship. Hopefully they've resonated because I would love for it to be Madge takes outright favoritism and Hawaii stakes. I would love for them to come out and absolutely pump the Tigers and put them under the pressure. It's ruthless, ruthless professional sport. Don't worry about the Tigers. Make a statement. Save yourselves. That's what I would love. Uh, Mark says three or four, and Richie says my headline would be Cody nicks it 
in the dying minutes. Don't mind it on double eight, double three from Richie. <laughs> Don't mind it at all. It is 22 minutes away from eight. Cozzy Asano with Waikato Stud Racing Preview after this on Baz and Z for breakfast. And have results in just 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Z for breakfast on SENZ. Bears and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yes, we're 16 away from 8 here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. And good little pole there. Choices flooring pole from you, Louis. Got everyone up and about. They're all hissing today. We'll get the results from that very, very shortly. But right now, we're going to talk a bit of racing. We're racing at Harwitter today. And while the jockey ranks are compressed... Thanks to COVID and suspensions, we've found the man who will be riding today and loves to ride. Wherever there's a paycheck, it's Kozi Asano who rides a couple of nice chances today. And then tomorrow down in Christchurch at Rickerton 2. And he's on the line right now, Kozi Asano. Good morning, mate. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for finding time for the show, mate. We really, really appreciate it. How are you going? How are you enjoying the season so far? Are you happy with where you're at? Yes, um, great, thanks. Um, yeah, I a few winners. Um, I rode out a lot of, a lot of uh, big races as well, so it's really nice experience since I came up North Island. And, um, yeah, I think I learned a few things from uh, other senior jockeys as well. Hey, Cozzy, you got a, you got a couple of rides today. What do you, what do you like? Have you, what's, your, what's your best ride today? Yes, uh, I, I rode in. If I get paid for Jamie Richard horse, um, I Ooh. think she's got a ability, um, but she can be a little bit keen. So we'll see how we jump out the gate. And um, also Sophie Cardo, that's another Jamie Richard horse. I think that uh, she's quite a nice horse too. So Cozzy, Cos, Cos, yeah. it's Louie here. Cos, it's Louie. Yeah. Hey, bro, <laughs> mate. You, you're donning the you're, you're donning the black and white today, brother. You're putting on the yeah. the, B, the BGP silks. You know what that means, eh? Yes. The the, the pressure. Know, you want, you're going to be all over the Instagram, bro. You're going to be everywhere. So we need to we need your best work today. You're locked in. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I jump out the gate. I see where she comfortable in the running, and yeah, hopefully settle well, especially in. The, wet ground today so um it's gonna be a bit of a testing but yeah yeah we never know yeah <laughs> no you're right we never know um, uh, man we, we we're very aware of um she's been a bit funny a little bit keen so far but you're the right man those soft hands hey what what are you learning from the northern jockeys guys like nabber and, and watching these guys that are and grillsy that are so consistent you know what have you picked up from them yes um they're good at talking and also um they're very competitive, also um, very fair, um, give us advice to young people as well. Um, yeah, they seems like doing a lot of homework and contacting with the owners as well. So that's one thing that um, I need to get into it more. Um, but also um, on the big race days, uh, they... They always try their best, and uh, mm. and horses seems to run for them as well. So um, it's really good to uh, see the men uh, doing a great job in the premiership. 
and everyone. Yeah. Nice, Cozzy. Well, Cozzy, what's your favourite Kiwi cuisine, mate? What's your favourite tucker? Do you like a lamb roast? Do you like a mince and cheese pie? Or, or oh, what's something that Cozzy Asana would have? I love nachos. I don't know if it's Kiwi food, but. <laughs> What does he like? Nachos, nachos. But you, oh, nachos. He, you can't oh, ask. You can't ask a jockey yeah. what their favourite food is because they never get to eat yeah, it. Well, <laughs> I know they're not allowed to eat at all. But you know, like, we all have our, uh, you know, our, our naughty time of the night where we want to have something that we love. We all have a bit of balance, but um, no, that's all right. I like a wee little bit of nachos, mate. Jo- uh, Cosy, before we leave, you go. What about jockey, yeah. mate? What do you love about the the jockey industry? Um, you know, what what do you really enjoy about being a jockey? I'll ride in the good horses in the race. That's the best feeling you can get. <laughs> Especially if you win on them, that's a bonus. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, you've got a nice ride tomorrow with us, and you're going down to Rickerton, aren't you? You love to travel. You will travel wherever you can get paid, I reckon. <laughs> um, Tobelicious <laughs> in race five, the open class sprint. you got a couple of rides for the Tylers tomorrow. What do you know about Tobelicious, and is it a nice each-way chance second up? Yes, I rode him. Uh, a couple of years ago, he's had a nice, nice form uh, going into the Group 2 races at Rickerton. Um, he's had a suspensory injury and had a one-year-off and came back in. This is second start. Um, we'll see how he feels tomorrow and, uh, on the way to the gates. But uh, I think Kevin Tyler, he always keeps them very fit going into the races. Uh, I'm gonna ride as a confidence Yep. Hey Cozzy, I know you. I know you boys and girls when you're sitting in those jockey rooms are talking about who's riding some some really good horses and in, in track work. What's yes. the bu- What's the bully, mate? Tomorrow, give us a winner. Who's talking up their horse? <laughs> Come on, mate. Give it. Give it to us right here on SENZ. Oh, look, uh, I haven't talked to the uh, boys down the south in jockey room yet, but uh, uh, I know Kylie Williams' horse goes good. Kylie Williams' horse there goes you good. Go, That's all you need. That's all, That's we, need. all we need. Oh, we, Thank you, Cozzy. We will find it, Cozzy. <laughs> and I know you've been doing a lot of riding for track work for Pikey as well as Lance and um, Andrew and doing good stuff, man. Yeah. So congratulations, and hopefully you can finish the season strong, get a few more winners, keep that, keep and stay in the top 10 in the Jockeys Premiership, and it would be a, a nice accomplishment for you again. So thanks for your time this morning, Cozzy. Oh, thanks. Cheers. There you go, Kazi Asano, boys. Uh, he's a he's a great great young dude in the industry. And like, the thing with Kazi is he was going so well and he's riding everywhere and, and down south. But he wanted to move up to the north to learn, and he's put himself in the environment around you know Nabber and Grillsy and Opie mm. and Leith and Vinny and you know Sammy Weatherly, and he's put himself there. And he does travel. I think even he kind of mentions mm. maybe he can lose focus sometimes. And and you know it's about being the best. The the reason that those guys are so good is because they can be locked in you know whenever wherever they can channel that their yeah. best and be at that professional level and if Cozzy can do that and just keep riding the nice ones and get a bit of momentum there's no reason he can't be a top 10 jockey for a long time in the New Zealand industry so I wanted to get him on and pump him up a bit because he is he turns up at most race meets and he's always good to back so great to chat to Cozzy Asano is he? Yeah, nice. He was very good. I mean, last year when we had him at uh, Crosshurst Cup Week and he rode Tony Pike five winners straight, mate. So, 
He's got the game. Yeah. He's got the game, and, and you're right. He's testing himself against the best. When you go go out there, you can kind of get left left in the you know in the wilderness, and you kind of under you lose sight of what you're there. But mate, he's around the best. You want to best test yourself against the best. He's doing that right now. So. Is a uh, good little get there from Cosia Sano. We're going to shoot off right now. Thanks to uh, everyone that's texted in on double eight double three. We'll get to those very very shortly. Back listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, SENZ coming up eight a.m. this morning. Hey, Dylan Boucher, CEO of Basketball New Zealand, on at eight forty to remember the life of Kenny McFadden. Um, he's a, a legend and an institution in New Zealand sport. Affected so many young people and people's lives. So we'll talk to Dylan, and I'm sure he will sum up what he's meant to basketball in this country. Is he a guy that you know and care about deeply? Has a milestone this weekend, bro. David Harvey, hundredth mm. game for the Crusaders, a team you played. How many yeah. games did you play for the Crusaders? Surely, surely. I played ninety-one. Ninety-one. Yeah. yeah. And nervous nineties. Yeah. I think ninety-one. Yeah, something like that. I was. Um, yeah, man. I had. I had about two years off with, with uh, big injuries, so I played twenty-six for the Landers. So I got a hundred and twenty-ish games, but yeah, ninety, ninety odd. For the for the Saders, I was gutted to not get there, but hey, it's not meant to be. And um, I'm very very proud of my mate David Harvey, who brings up his hundredth game. And I was very very lucky enough to be playing his first game and uh, his first start actually when we played the Sharks in Durban. He started on the right wing, and I was like, hey, "Who's this skinny little fella? You know, on the right wing? Yeah, this didn't have the 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 type of body that I thought you know the winger would be." And Mate, he went out there and absolutely dominated and, and put on a performance and just pretty much cemented his spot in the Crusaders uh, legacy. So I'm very proud of him, mate. It's come around really quick. I've been able to watch him grow and from a young fella that just loved playing rugby into an absolute leader, an absolute leader for, for his entire team. And that's why he's been rewarded with the VC. He's vice-captain tonight, so... Um, yeah, I'm I'm extremely proud of, of David Harvey. I'll be there tomorrow night, so I'll be able to say good day and... Uh, Shake his hand as long as social distancing. I'll probably give him a, you know, one of those awkward, um, you know, universe kind of shake hands and, and things like that. But no, I'm very, very proud of him. Um, David Harvey got a lot of time for, for the young man. And you would have watched him play. Uh, Kempe, you, 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 you see, you, you enjoy what you see about David Harvey, mate. Tough. He's very, very tough. He would have been a good leaguey, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, you know, I think he's a. A very, very good player. But, the, mate, the Crusaders just keep turning out players, you know, like who are tough, you know, come out, come out, of, mm. that, come out of that brand, know what, they, know what they can do. They remind me of a lot of Melbourne. You know, they take mm. just take players and and all of a sudden they step up to factory. a different level and, and, and become all blacks, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Dave Havili, he's, I've watched him in those test matches last year. I thought he was probably the standout player, to be honest, is he? The um, goat factory. Yeah, very good. Nice, nice. Thanks, Uncle. We'll uh, we'll watch his uh, game unfold tomorrow night. Hopefully, they can put up forms. They got a tough ask against them. They're facing the Chiefs there at home, so it'll be tough. Anyway, coming up after eight, we're going to chat to Daniel Carter, DC, someone that knows what it takes to perform at the highest level. So we're looking forward to that. And then we've got um, Dylan Belcher reacting to Kenny McFadden's passing. We'll be back shortly. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees. Here's Aroha Health the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Bestest races ever now start from just $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ.
Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast Friday, the 25th of March. We're after 8 o'clock. We're into our final hour of the show, and we've got a good hour to finish off the week. And now Friday, we've got DC coming up very, very shortly, and then we've got Dylan Boucher, the CEO of New Zealand Basketball, to react to that sad news with Kenny McFadden passing away today. But before then, I'm going to just ask this, answer this text message on the text machine, double eight double three. Remember, if you've got any questions for DC, give us a text, double eight double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine, and we will fire those to the DC GOAT, the man himself. Anyway, Uncle, what was that tip? Kylie Williams, you said you found it. You might have found it at Rickerton. What, what was it, bud? Yep, it was uh, race four in Rickerton. And it is number 11, just maybe, paying $10 and $3.30 uh, with Cozzy on for Kylie Williams. Only uh, only only filly she's got in the race, uh, races down there. Um, had a look at all the all the others. Uh, good form, actually. Race time in a in a in its last in its last race up against the boys. And Cozzy obviously knows mm. something because he wouldn't have said that. Um, Kylie had it had one horse running that he thought was a chance, so he's obviously spoke to her. Um, I'd get on it right now because it's probably going to change. It's that probably going to change ten dollars. <laughs> juicy odds, and he's a bit like me. I love a wee juicy odds, so I'll be getting on that into tomorrow's racing. You know, we'll rip into some sport. He was one of the greatest to ever do it on the field in DC. Dan Carter has never stopped giving back off it. Dan has launched his DC-10 fund alongside UNICEF to help vulnerable children in the Pacific get a fair shot to launch the project and start fundraising efforts. DC is going to be kicking for 24 hours straight at Eden Park in a kickathon on April 7th. What a legend DC is. He's always giving back and he's always finding time for his family and friends and the community. He's on the line now. DC, good morning, brother. Dagger, how are you, mate? Shit, it's good um, to know that you've learned to be able to read, mate, as you uh, read that intro, mate. I'm like a proud father, mate. Love it. Oh, DC, come off it. First one's always a little stab. I've just pumped your tyres up. Don't make me tell them the real busy. Don't make me get started. Oh, here he is. How are you, Kempe? No. I'm good, mate. Give us, come on, give us some dirt, mate. Give us some... Give us some stuff about Izzy. He, he he loves getting the league boys on, asking if they got something on me. You give us something about uh, Izzy. Come is on, mate. what right? do you got? Um, I, I would be surprised if we we don't um, start talking about NFTs because Izzy's a bit of a degen. We've got a little group <laughs> called the Degen Kiwis, and we're constantly waiting for Izzy to pay his Ethereum. He's so tight that we've got all these opportunities. <laughs> and he's just so slow at um, you know paying his dues, mate. Oh, <laughs> got short arms, long. <laughs> That's right, I've got to put in 0.3. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. That was on the weekend, mate, I was away, so I forgot totally all about it, DC. Don't embarrass me on live air. Wow. Sorry, mate. I'm as tight Sorry, as I come, mate. We're not, we're not all getting millions like you. Anyway, Dizzy, what are you up to? Kickathon. Quick kickathon at, at Eden Park, mate. Pretty awesome uh, thing you'll be able to do, mate. How'd this come about? Yeah, it's been something I've been working on for the last 12 months, and I'm actually pretty keen um, for you to wipe the cobwebs off your boots, mate. I'm not sure how those knees will handle, but I'd love you to come down and have a, have a wee kick with me, mate. But, um, yeah, so I've been an ambassador for um, UNICEF for about seven years now, and I never really got to choose which projects I got to support. So I set up the DC10 Fund um, and partner with UNICEF because... When it comes to supporting children in need all over the world, no one does it better than UNICEF. And I'm 
going through this little stage in my life where I'm working out what the next chapter of my life post footy looks like. I'm using this time to, mm. to give back and to give back to children. Mm. So I set up this fund um, basically to, to help you know enrich the lives of children so they can unleash their dreams like uh, like the three of us. You know, we uh, we had big dreams as mm. kids, and and um, you know we were able to to unleash those dreams. So um, it's basically I choose which UNICEF projects that are really close to me that I'm passionate about, I'm close to my heart, and you know we set goals and and trying to mm. trying to achieve them. I'm doing some work. Uh, helping support our tamariki here in, in Aotearoa um, and doing some work in the Pacific Islands um, to provide uh, clean water, sanitation and hygiene to the kids in the Pacific. And I was also able to to help support uh, Tonga after the um, tragic events, that mm. volcanic eruption. So those are three projects that the DC-10 fund uh, supports. Um, but in a couple of weeks, I'm going to try and uh, kick goals for 24 hours at Eden Park, and that's all going towards uh, providing clean water to to the Pacific. So, um, pretty daunting task. I've been training my ass off the last six months for it. So, um, <laughs> seventh, seventh and eighth of April can't come around fast enough. Mate, t- tell us how what goes on in the Pacific, and before I get on to the training and, and how you're going to run that whole day's um, format. That, like, how how did you get on to the Pacific, and tell us about the struggles that uh, these kids endure when they're over in the Pacific Islands and, and what they, you know, we, we get water, clean water every single day. What what, what do they go through? Yeah, it's um, obviously UNICEF do fantastic work all over the world. And when I was looking at all the different yep. projects worldwide, I really wanted to do something here in New Zealand. So that's why we're supporting our tamariki and continuing the work that UNICEF are doing here. But also, you know, our, our neighbouring brothers and sisters of Pacific Islands, you know, we're really close to them. So I really wanted to, to try and help and, and do something in the Pacific Islands. And there were some opportunities around education, which is hugely important for kids. But as soon as I started realizing that um, the fact that there's one in 10 children over in the Pacific Islands have access to clean water, um, it's one of the, the leading um, causes of death for children under five as um, diseases related to not having fresh water and sanitation. So if we're wanting to you know, to unleash, unleash, you know, these kids' dreams. You know, they, they need the best start in life as possible. And something that we take, or my children in particular, take for granted is the fact that they do have mm. clean water, um, you know, good sanitation and the opportunity to good hygiene, which a lot of the children don't in the Pacific mm. Islands. So um, as soon as I started learning a little bit about the statistics and over there, I thought it was just an, an amazing way to um, to try and, and support the kids in, in the Pacific and... You know, obviously, need to, to try and raise some some money to to help with the medical centres and the schools that that don't have you know access to clean water over there. So I was like, right, what do I love mm. doing? Love kicking goals. Um, let's let's think of a fundraising event that then I can raise as much money as possible to support the the kids in the island. DC oh. to mahi nei o te tino rangatira ehoa. Awesome, DC. That. Um Jeez, that, that, mm. that put goosebumps on um, to me just around the work that you're doing. You're made of a legend. Um, the train, the training part of that, mate. Hey, what have you got? Like a screw on leg or something? You just screw off and, and screw a new one off for 24 <laughs> hours or something? Like kicking a ball for 24 hours? How tough is that going to be? You can kick both feet, mate. Look at them. Oh, jeez. I um, yeah. It, it, it has been quite like kicking is is my happy place. It's it's almost like meditation to me. Um, I go out, you know, 
escape the madhouse of four young children um, and then just go kick goals. <laughs> but but all of a sudden, when you're starting to your sessions are four, five hours long, like it was earlier in the week. I've got a six-hour session next week. Um, kicked over a thousand balls already this week. It's no longer meditation. It's actually hard work. Um, but you know, I kind of close my eyes and think of the impact that I'm able to have on on those children in the Pacific and also here in New Zealand. That it just makes it all worthwhile. So there is a little bit of strategy. I had um, the Blues yeah. physio uh, about six months ago write me a program. Um, I've got you know Izzy George Duncan, um, who's yes. the, the All Black sort of mu- muscle specialist. I see him fortnightly and catch up <laughs> on my All Black gossip. Um, you know he's. So he'll be there on the day as well, having me out. Um, so I've got a bit of a medical team sort of helping me, but you're, you're right, Dagger, I actually have to kick off both feet because I was doing <laughs> a lot of kicking just off my left foot and um, and I had to keep going to see the chiropractor. I was all out of... Uh, and as soon as I started kicking with both feet, um, everything came a bit more aligned. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely a bit of strategy to it. I would love to kick 1,598 kicks in the 24 hours. Um, yes. that's how many test points I scored for the All Blacks and that's 66 just over 66 kicks an hour um, so that's just over one a minute for 24 hours so that's my target uh, which it sounds daunting but I can probably <laughs> smack that out in about 30 minutes 40 minutes and then kind of get something to eat um, relax and before I before I do it all again Beautiful, Desi. Well, how do we come? Su- how do we support this, mate? Are we able to rock up to Eden Park and, and have a wee kick with you, or you know, how do we donate to to, to give back to this uh, special cause that you you're raising money for, mate? Yeah, there's. Um, it's going to be live streamed, so Sky Sport are jumping on board, so it's going to be um, live streamed through Sky Sport, one of their pop up nice. channels, and there's also a website. Um, dancarter.com forward slash kickathon or just jump to my dancarter.com um, website and you can get all the information oh. about where the donations are going, the live stream, the, we're going to have a live update of the kicks I get and also record the kicks that I miss so you can come along and watch it. Um, we've got some great commercial partners um, like Chemist Warehouse have jumped on board and um, they'll be coming along, they'll be running a competition, giving away um, some some tickets to, to come along and kick alongside me as well, which would be pretty cool. And I might have to get a few uh, few old ex-players like yourself, Izzy, to come along and <laughs> slot a few goals at some, st- some stage of the 24 hours as well. Nice, fella. Well, our friends at Chemist Warehouse are partnering with Kickathon, and thanks to Chemist Warehouse, we're giving away five double passes to attend the Kickathon and take part. Just text DC10. To double eight double three right now, and you can head along to be a part of history with the man himself, Desi. Thank you so much, Desi. Before we let you go, we're going to talk a bit of Crusaders because David Harvey, Planet's hundredth game. I know you you played a lot with Davy. Special man. We're celebrating it throughout the morning, and I've had my little moment. That's uh, pretty special for for Davy getting his hundredth. And then there's also the the Heritage Round, mate. You're a part of that. I've seen your mug pictured in the Heritage Round because you played over a hundred games for the. For the Crusaders, um, pretty special weekend of, of footy. Oh, it's a huge weekend of footy, and um, you know I love everything, all the values um, that that Davy Harvey um, brings. He's we often talk about uh, a Crusader man, and he epitomises mm. the Crusader man. Um, he always puts the team first. He's hardworking. He's always there. Never any excuses. Uh, he enjoys himself. Um, so for him to be playing 100 test matches, I was lucky enough to be there 
um, at the start of his career when I was, I was finishing, and I really liked what I saw. Um, he's just really down to earth, humble, hard working. So I sent him a message yesterday um, just to, to wish him luck, and uh, yeah, he. Uh, he deserves uh, all the accolades that it, that he gets. So I know you're pretty close to him as well. So big weekend and um, obviously heritage round. So you could uh, get to sit on the, the sofa um, like you, Daggy. <laughs> now. Oh, yeah, actually you're on the sidelines uh, talking rubbish on the sidelines. But it's actually when, <laughs> when I sit there and watch it, I'm, I'm sure you're the same. It's actually quite nice um, being on the sidelines and, and not uh, not getting bashed around and can, can enjoy the game that way. So I'll be doing exactly that this weekend. Nice, DC. Hey, just, you know, it'd be remiss of us not to ask about Sonny Bill Williams' fight on Wednesday night. Did you get to see it? What did you think? Oh, I caught the highlights. Um, four young kids. It was far too late for me. You might be a time zone clock <laughs> these days. Um, but I saw the highlights and what a machine. I Nothing but respect for the man. I, I know his work ethic and I know the amount of work that would have gone into into that one round that, that he did fight. So such a, a special human being and an athlete and you know what he deserves all the accolades that he gets as well oh no way would i get in there i sit there and watch that i was like these guys uh uh, they're just another level mate there's no way unless it was you as he's in um but but you no way would i get in there mate i gotta gotta ask the no, no, I got asked a couple. Of, uh, who Dean? You know, you know Dean. You, you your bloody yeah. man, Dino. He hit me up. He's like, mate, yeah. Billy Slater wants to fight you. And I said, ah, well, <laughs> he mate, he'll out. go for five rounds plus. Nah, that was that oh. fight for life. He said, um, didn't call me out, but he said, do you want to fight Billy Slater? I said, hell no, bruh. I'm one hit no, a quitter. See you later. Tired. Oh, I'm the, so. I'm the same, bro. I'm the same. I get on the bus, on the boxing bag at the end of training, do a couple of one twos, and then I'm just off the floor. I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh, nice, mate. Oh, we appreciate you, Desi. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And April seventh, the kickathon. All the best. Love what you're about. Giving back to the community and people in need. And uh, you've always been about that, mate. I remember the first time I met you. You've always been open and uh, still owe me a thousand bucks when I lost that race. So, anyway, appreciate you, brother. <laughs> All good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Cheers, bud. There we go. DC, member, our friends at Chemist Warehouse are partnering with Kickathon. And thanks to Chemist Warehouse, we are giving away five double passes to attend the Kickathon and take part. Just text DC10 to double eight double three right now, and you can head along with DC to be a part of that. Kickathon raising money for UNICEF and the people in the Pacific. Awesome work there, lads. That was pretty pretty special. He's a good man, man. He's always giving back. What a legend. What an absolute legend. And and thanks for giving us that bully. You know, I think it must be the fullbacks in football teams. Because Gary Jack's got the same he's got that same um mantra in Aussie. Like he he won't put his hands in his pockets. I just think it's it must be fullbacks. Well, I, I, Kempi, I actually I, I I'm not sure about that because is he like it must be tactical because he's he's like so he's dialed into the NFT world. So it's not like he's forgetting. I don't know, but then but then he's missed a chance to pick up a nice pay packet or it's the fight for life charity. No, it probably is, isn't it? I'm just thinking I can't get out yeah. of my head. Surely Izzy would just park sit on the jab. He's got well, you'd have like a foot on Billy Slater, mate. You just sit on the jab, oh. sit behind the jab. You can pick him apart. He couldn't get near you. And the footwork. Izzy had footwork too. Mate. You know what? D- you know what Dino does. Dino phones you. He made did the same to me like for four or five years. 
he phones you and says, this guy wants to fight you. And then he phones the other guy and goes, mate, this guy's calling you out. <laughs> he, didn't, he hadn't spoken to anybody. <laughs> so he, all he wants is from Izzy going, yeah, man, I'll take, take on Billy Slater. And then he phones Billy Slater and says, hey, mate, Billy, Izzy reckons he's got you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Gets everyone both ends, winds him up. Look, honestly, it just, yeah, it just wasn't me. Like, honestly, just getting in the ring Billy's and, lucky, and doing it. Yeah, <laughs> look, oh, yeah, it just didn't really excite me. And, and like I said yesterday, we were talking about Sonny, you've got to be a special character to be able to do that, to go and forge yourself in the ring. There is no hiding, and uh, yeah, it just wasn't me, bro. So best boxer, in the, best boxer in the current All Blacks, who would it be, boys? I reckon, I don't know, but I'm taking a guess. I'm taking a guess, Dane Coles. Mm, Dane Coles. No, nah, yeah, Dane Coles, a, he's a one-hit at quitter as well, man. <laughs> I'll probably go. Yeah. He calls out Dane Coles as a headline. <laughs> yeah, yeah man, nah. He'd run. He would, he would he'd last. Run. He's, he's, um, a, he's like, a, yeah, he's, he's like dodging behind people. He's calling you out behind the big front rowers. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he is the big front rower, Kempi. This is the thing, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm not too sure who it would be. Anyway, we will have a ponder throughout the Who would it be? Text us, double eight, double three. Who'd be the best boxer in the current All Blacks setup? And remember, Tex. DC10 to double eight double three right now and you could head along be part of history have a kick with DC have you ever watched him kick a goal and gone man I'd love to kick a goal alongside DC well you can do it text DC10 right now be part of history with the kickathon awesome work Chemist Warehouse and of course UNICEF Aotearoa as well Chemist Warehouse great savings every day back with Pip Morris from TAB after this uh, 26 minutes past 8 o'clock now um, All Blacks that would be good at boxing Akira Rico Yuani on that list um, yeah sure yeah, I, I like where you're coming from there they, they love a little bit of uh, no Akira especially he's got a little bit of mongrel in him, and uh, we've got a couple of texts here. The uh, uh, Terrace, come on, let's go, gone, and that's from Tony Kemp. So, Tony Kemp is texting double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Uh, you can be like Kempy and also text the Temper Bed Post text machine right now. TAB.co.nz. It's time to catch <laughs> up with the wonderful Pip Morris. Morning, Pip. Morning, Louie. How are you guys this morning? Oh, we're so good, Pip. How are you going? Good, thank you, and looking forward to the weekend, of course, not only tomorrow, but we've got a huge day today, and of course, Alexandra Park tonight with a derby, and it's well worth putting together a racing mega multi-buster, I think. Oh, yes. See, Thad was sheepish last week. It's like he didn't want to do it, but um, that's why we've got you back. We're back to the A-listers. I'll start. I don't mind starting, boys. Get your tips ready. Uh, I found the winner of the Ultimate Mazda Japan Trophy, the feature race at Tauranga. There's only one winner here, and it's uh, Hypnos. Freshened up, so the step back and distance, not an issue. $5 took cash straight away. Uh, Marley Stons came out. was come out, That was the threat. I think Dragon Queen could run a nice-ish race down the bottom of the book, but I don't think the weight's too bad for Hypnos here. It's a proper horse, high rating. Hypnos, $3.50. Chalk it up, Pip. Like it. What race is that? I'll better put it in the multi so we can get these odds. Seven, seven race seven, Tauranga, the Japan Trophy. Kimpi, what do you got? Uh, meeting six of Rickerton Park, race four. I'm going with Cozzy's ride off uh, on top of Kylie Williams' mare. Just maybe I'm going to take the $3.30 a place. Oh, I love the insurance. I think it runs a hole. Dang. Three like putting it there. Number race 11. Again? Race four, number, number 11, Rickerton. Beautiful. Baggy. 
You know, you know. So I got a message last night at 10.30 at night, and I was like, who is this Anton Leonard Brown, ALB? <laughs> he came on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he tipped us. He messaged me last night. So you see, tomorrow night, race eight, the valley. Yo. So I'm going to go follow him in. It won its first start, came fourth in its last start, didn't get the run. Michael Maroney trained Jamie Mott on top, so I've gone number 14, race eight at the valley. So you see $3.60 paying for the win. Old ALB, he's got more bloody horses than probably (laughs) uh, games he's played for the Chiefs this year, mate. He's riding. (laughs) Mate, uh, Karaka, ALB's dominating the horse game. He's going to be Baz McCullum before he knows it with how many horses he's got. I love it. I love the energy. Pip, what do you have? Well, we've got Addington Greyhounds today, so I'm going to kick us off nice and early on a Friday Go race number 10, the two humbling. I think she can win. She steps back over the 645 metres for Gina Day Fahey. And hum- she's not the favourite either, so I'm happy to play her. And I think she can beat her kennel mate. Oh, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Do you want to announce the odds? And, and just so everybody can play along on double eight, double three, or wherever you are, here we go. Humbling race 10 Addington Dogs tonight. Tonight, race 8 at the Valley, so you see. Tomorrow, Tauranga race 7, Hypnos to, uh, to win. And tomorrow, uh, Rickerton Park race 4, just maybe a place. Pip, what does that come out as? That comes to a whopping... $5,906.25. Get in there, Izzy. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Let's go. Have you got, have you got just it. maybe to win there, Pip, or place? Oh, have I got it to win or place? That's a very good question, Izzy. Oh, I've got it to win. I've got it to win. Well, the, you can take one. Why don't you take one to win and then one to place? And the place one's $112, so a little bit more boring. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful, Pip. Anything else we need to know for the weekend? Yeah, well, we've actually got a mini bonus back bullets today. So, Palmerston North Greyhounds, the first two races. Addington, the first two races for the Harness. Alexandra Park, the first two races. And the Valley as well. So, uh, while we're having a look there, and of course, the bonus black blitz is all back over the weekend as well, now for main meetings. So, plenty to look forward to and sit down and, and do your form. Legend. Pip Morris, tab.co.nz. Go have a look at the hundreds of sports markets and race markets. Uh, I'm going to have a little throw at the stumps there. It's actually, you know what? I'm already on. I've already done it. I've pulled the trigger literally while sitting here. After this, choices flooring poll results. Oh, this will be a good one. What is (laughs) the headline going to be after the Warriors-Tigers game? I'll give you the answer after this. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. March, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Oh, come on, ride one home this weekend, would you? A big weekend of sport coming. David Harvey's 100th Heritage Round Super Rugby. The Warriors, oh, they need a result tonight. They need a result tonight. And we're about to spit out our choices flooring poll result. Before that, here's an interesting little bit of audio from Nathan Brown talking about how things could have been different. 
we got to the front of both games. And then, unfortunately, on the weekend, we again, like the week before, we had a couple of backs that spilt their cookies with the line wide open. You know? So we're, we're two caught passes from being having two wins, but we're two drop passes and being 0-2, which obviously leaves a little bit of a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Oh, well, those spilt cookies must be in your glass half full, Nathan Brown, because, um, look... If you have another one of those and there's more spilt cookies tonight, we're going to be in a world of pain. View Choices Flooring's online magazine with over 100 inspiring pages at choicesflooring.com. And um, look, I'm really sorry to report this. I'm really sorry to report this, but out of our four choices on the Choices Flooring poll, Walsh Magic pulls rabbit from a, from Tiger's mouth. Madge takes outright favouritism in Hawaiian stakes. Wyo Warriors... Uh, another win slips through the cracks or defiant tigers feast on woeful warriors coming in with half of the total votes yeah Kempi channel that spirit is the defiant tigers feast on the woeful warriors punters are pessimistic Tony Mm. Mm. yeah I I guess you know people two rounds in it it could be so different as Nathan put it we catch two passes we probably go two and zip but we're zero and two and we're now going to Campbelltown with a game that we should win and a Tigers team that are desperate and and it's mate, it is one of the hardest games to play when you're up against a desperate side um, especially in the back back blocks of West Sydney so um, my fingers are crossed I'll be up I'll be watching it I'll be texting you boys um, and I'll no doubt be receiving a thousand texts from people that normally text me around Warriors <laughs> game just to see what, what I'm thinking but yeah, let's let's hope that um, you know there's a there's a virus that goes through the West Camp tonight, and the half of them don't show up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and no, we don't hey, hope no. that. <laughs> no, we want a we want a fair match. We want a fair match. But like, look, everyone everyone knows it, and everyone understands that the Warriors they are they are a difficult team to support. But for me, I just hope they can they can put in a solid performance. They can show a bit of heart and a bit of hunger. And, and hopefully get the job done. I hope so. I hope so. I hope Monday we can come out here. We can talk some positive, for something positive for the Warriors. I know it's not much positive. They are playing the last place West Tigers, but something different. Uh, I feel like we've just been smashing them all week, and uh, hopefully we can get some positive value we'll come out of it. Uh, Uncle, we know we come out. We're going to talk to Hugh Bowman. Hugh Bowman. Uh, he is uh, a good man. He's a basketball pundit. He's uh, Bainan. Bainan. Works for Sky Bainan. Not Bainan. Hughie Sorry, Bowman, mate. the jockey. Just because that would be yeah. that would that would be <laughs> very, that would be Hugh Bainan. <laughs> confusing. But yes. Hughie would be able to give us a few winners from uh, Randwick. Yes, he will. Hugh Bainan. Sorry about that, Louis. Uh, Hugh Bainan is going to come up, and we're just going to reflect on on the news with Kenny McFadden's passing. Uh, it has rocked the basketball world in in New Zealand, particularly and, and over overseas, because he had an impact over in the United States when he played over there at the university. So look, it's a time to reflect, and uh, we're going to do that for our last twenty minutes of our show. We'll be back shortly to chat to Hugh Bainan about Kenny McFadden. Voices touring flooring poles online magazine with over a hundred inspiring pages at choicesflooring.com. Back soon. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're 18 away from 9 before we get off and get into our day. But before then, we want to reflect and remember Kenny McFadden. So we're going to get Huey Bainan on. He is the GM of the Sales MBL. The tribute to flying in this morning for a great of New Zealand sport. Kenny McFadden, a gun hopper in his day, hooper in his day, sorry, and then an inspiration and gateway for generations post his playing days, opening doors for thousands of Kiwis to pursue their basketball dream. 
Hugh Bainan is the GM of Sales MBL, MBL, and he's on the line now to remember Kenny. Good morning, Huey. Yeah, yeah, gut punch of a morning, really. You know, I woke up to a few texts on my phone and just couldn't believe it. You know, I know, you know, Kenny's had his health health problems at a kidney transplant in 2018. That was, you know, well well documented and written about. What an amazing story that was. But a real gut punch for the New Zealand basketball community. You summed it up beautifully, Izzy, with, with what he brought to our game. He changed the game in New Zealand when he arrived in 1982. He changed it all. You know, he was the reason people came through the doors to watch games. He was the reason... It got put on TV. He was the reason people turned it on on TV, and he he paved the way for so many amazing imports that we've had over the last over, over the last forty years. So, yeah, a real sad day for New Zealand basketball. Mate, what what sort of? I wasn't very lucky enough. I wasn't lucky enough to to have met Kenny, but just from the outside looking in and seeing the impact he had on on young basketballers, and particularly with Stephen Adams, we all know about that story with his help forging him to an NBA career. What sort of man was Kenny, mate? He was the kindest-hearted man, you know, in in the in the community. Uh, and you know, just before I came on air, having a chat with Kieran, your producer, uh, about how when when he went to a camp for one of Kenny's camps when he was youngest, and and you know, in Kieran's words, he was the worst player there, but Kenny made up a most improved award for him and gave him the Boston Celtics beanie. That kind of stuff really summed up the off-court. Uh, Kenny Mack, you know, on the court he was a killer, and he had to be, you know, he, he had all that bouncy athleticism mm. that. We love to watch. He had range and all-court game, and he was like a phenomenal basketballer. But it's his off-court stuff that the ones that knew him are going to remember him for. You know, I travel around the country doing my job as both a commentator and now as the general manager of the league and going to all the arenas. You walk into TSB Arena, uh, you know, a 4,000-seat arena, beautiful arena on the waterfront in the capital city, and he's the first man you see, and he's got a big toothy <laughs> grin on his face, and he, he lights up the whole arena, and it's, you know, and his jersey hangs up in the rafters as well, and He's just given so much to the game, um, you know, n- not least, of course, you know, nurturing Stephen Adams, making him into an NBA star. You know, kids from Rotorua don't go to the NBA, but they do now because yeah. Kenny Mack saw the potential in the young kid and, and, and look where he is now. So, yeah, I, it's, it's impossible to really put into words just how much he's given the basketball in the Wellington region and in New Zealand as a whole. Hey, Hugh, it's Kenby, mate. I met Kenny way back, mate, in the um, mid-80s when I was working for Nicky Mills, I bounced the doors down at Exchequer Nightclub, <laughs> um, which they were called the Exchequer Saints back then. What, what, yeah. did, what did Kenny bring, um, apart from that skill, mate, that we'd all sort of seen, with, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, those type of Magic Johnson type things. When we, when we saw Kenny play way back then in the early 80s, what did, he, what did he actually bring and leave with New Zealand? Yeah, it's, you summed it up. Magic Johnson's the word. He's the guy I, I would really compare him to. And then that's the whole personality as well. It's one thing being a really good basketball player, right? You're always going to get your basketball, huge basketball fans who want to watch the good players play. But it's having a personality that bleeds onto the court and brings people to the game. And that's what Kenny McFadden did. You know, when he arrived in, in 1982, the NBL uh, was just becoming a thing an official thing. It wasn't on TV. It was a, a local event that some people would go to. Uh, and he, he just absolutely transformed it. You know, it, all of a sudden, people thought, hey, we have good basketball here as well. It's not just in America. We can go, you know, go down to the Trafalgar Center or, or wherever, wherever you're living and watch, like, these world-class athletes play. And, and Kenny Matt was the forefront of that, you know, and he, and he led the way for your Benny Anthony's and then all the way up to your, your Casey Franks and, and all these guys and all these guys who stayed here as well. Americans that came, 
played the game and stayed in Aotearoa to to bring through the next generation and, and to add to add to New Zealand basketball society as well. And he he literally started all of that. And he, I mean, it's a, an easy thing to say when people pass on, right? To to get into the hyperbole and and everything, but he literally changed the game in New Zealand. Mate, what about his basketball career? Um, can you just shed some light on on how really good he was uh, at the game of basketball and 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 the impact he left on the court for for the young next generation to to forge their own careers? Yeah, so you know he was, came out of Michigan and went went through Washington State, where of course a couple of our you know top Kiwi female players are there at the moment in the, in the Ledger Walker sisters. <laughs> And then he came straight over to New Zealand in 1982. And at that point, the great Stan Hill was dominating New Zealand basketball. You know, a very different player. Um, stoic, big, Kiwi tree of a man. <clears throat> and Kenny came in, you know, with a, you know, more athleticism and a more flash, more showtime to his game and the kind of showtime that we hadn't seen here in New Zealand, really, apart from the little glimpses of American basketball we got. Um, in his first year, they won the second division and, went, and then they went on to six straight NBL grand finals. Uh, they lost their, I believe he lost his debut grand final to Stan Hill's side. Um, but then, you know, went on to win four championships, runners-up three times. Um, mm-hmm. Phenomenal. You know, the one game that really propelled the NBL to national status uh, was 1985. There was a live televised grand final. Um, he hit the winning three-pointer, end of overtime, 114-11, to 11, the Wellington Saints win. And and that was, you know, for that to happen live on TV, that, you know, we talk about 2002 and what happened with the, the World Cup and the Tall Blacks and how many people watched that. Like, that was a similar moment for our league back in 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and then the big smile cracked up straight after he made it as well. So all of that kind of stuff came into it, yeah. Awesome moment. And, uh, and that set the Wellington Saints on their way, you know. Here they are still the most successful franchise in league history. Uh, a team that players mm. all over the world want to come and play for. And Kenny Mack's been the assistant coach this entire time. And, you know, I was looking forward to seeing him on game one in a few weeks' time. But um, we'll, we'll have to pay tribute to him and we'll, we'll make sure we put one game aside this year and dedicate it to Kenny Mack. His, his jersey already hangs in the rafters, but there's certainly more we can do to, to repay him for everything he's done for us. Yeah, Hugh, talk, talking about that, um, and you're right, there'll be some real... Um, sadness down, especially down in Wellington. Nicky Mills, pass out my condolences to him and his whanau that really supported Kenny um, through those early days. And and of course the basketball um, had some really good tributes this morning. Um, Bill Urali, King, King Kapisi online, texting, you know, what he meant to him when he was a kid growing up in Wellington. What is the, what is the state of the legacy that you think, Hugh, New Zealand basketball um, in effect could, could, could gain um, in the future from what Kenny done for our game? Well, Kenny did so much work off the court. That one thing is his academy in Wellington. I'm sure there'd be um, some big decisions to be made about how that moves forward and who takes that over. And There's no way it's going to be let to, to go away, for sure. I mean, that academy's produced so many fantastic players and, and memories for people and young kids as well going forward. Last year, you know, one thing we're really trying to address in the NBL space is embracing our history a little bit more and our record keeping and stuff. So we made a big step towards that last year when we named the top 40 players in the league's history because it was the 40th birthday of the league last year. And Kenny Mack came number two. And man, I can tell you, uh, behind behind a great pair of Cameron, we, I was part of that panel, five-man, six-man panel, um, to discuss who would you know make the top 40. We had some arguments over one and two, and it was Nick Mills, <laughs> who you mentioned there, Kempi, who was very much flying the flag for Kenny. In the end, it was essentially... 
I think the first line of the thing we wrote was an impossibly tight call to make between Kenny and Perro. But Perro will be hurting today. You know, I sent my text. I sent a text to Perro as well. Um, you know, the greatest New Zealand player of all time. And you know, those two were really good friends. They've coached together. He'll be really hurting today, as as will so many of our great basketballers. So, you know, Kenny's going to be remembered in Wellington forever. Of course, he is. But <clears throat> you know, without you know, now having too much thought thought put into it so far from a league point of view. We'll certainly go down, you know, trying to find a way to um, immortalise him in league history. Oh, awesome, mate. We appreciate you on here on our show, Baz and Izzy, for breakfast. Hugh Bainan, uh GM of the Sales NBL, reflecting on Kenny McFadden, the impact he had on the court and also off the court. He was a major factor to why our younger generation are, are doing and forging their own careers in the game of basketball. We appreciate you, mate. Thank you so much for, for finding time and, and reflecting on Kenny McFadden. Thanks, fellas. Awesome, awesome. Great to have a chat there. And, uh, yeah, you just kind of get a bit of an understanding of the impact he's had made. And, and it's, been a, it's been a torrid couple of years or a year, last five, six months. We're losing absolute superstars, genuine superstars at such a young age. Uh, Kempi, it's, um, it's a pretty tough time at the moment. I know you lost one of your good mates uh, not so long ago. You've had Inga and... Um, uh, Inger and uh, uh, Joely Vendetti, you know, you've had yeah, the many big guys, o, superstars the big in the o, game. Throw, Just throw him in the there too. The big O, awesome. Like, yeah, yep. it's been a, been, a, been a pretty torrid start to the year, to be honest. You know, we're in summer, you know, like normally mm. a lot of a lot of our um, our people who pass away are in the winter, so... Man, I just hope it isn't isn't a sign of things to come. Um, yeah, Kenny, mm. look, I remember I was I was seventeen, mate. I think you had to be twenty one back then when you w- walked on worked on the doors down there when Nicky Mills gave me a start, um, and I was bouncing on the doors down there. And I remember I remember the big fella walking in. You know, <laughs> I just could all of you know, su- such a tall, good looking man, and <laughs> um, I used to just think, you know, oh geez, that, that's Magic Johnson. You know what I mean? Because because I also used to go to the basketball down there back in those days and just watch him carve up on the on the basketball court. So. Um, yeah, there'd be some some people hurt, and especially down in Wellington, there's icon down down in that mm. um, that city. Um, you know, he, you, you mentioned his name; everybody knows who he is, and it's uh, you know a good tribute, fellas. I think I think the the conversation with Hugh and and just the effect that he had on our game of basketball, putting him in the top two with Pedal Cameron, um, mm. is absolutely an outstanding effort from our man Kenny. So, moi mara ite rangatira. Um, yeah, sad, sad day for for basketball. Yeah, well said, Kenny. Uh, well said, Kimpy and, and Kenny. Like uh, the the Saints, Fano. That's what they were, family, and they'll be hurting today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, remembering a, a great life, and we'll continue to do it on SCNZ throughout the day. Sammy Hewitt up after us, uh, and then of course the drive team on the run home as well. We will make sure we pay tribute to Kenny McFadden throughout the day here on SCNZ. And just very quickly, remember Kiwi Survivor, get your tips in for Tauranga for your chance to win $500. Get your If your horse's place, you survive. Get one wrong and you're out. Last punter standing wins play Kiwi Survivor at survivor.scnzradio.nz. Back to wrap the show after this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.